This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Friday, July 30th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a tornado moved through Bucks County and into New Jersey Thursday, leaving major damage in its path. Tornado! This tornado was confirmed by the debris field on radar. It was one of the le- uh, one of at least four possible locations that saw tornadoes in the afternoon to the evening hours. The storm blew through the Ben Salem and New Hope areas of Bucks County on the Pennsylvania side of the Delaware River. That same line of thunderstorms crossed over into Hopewell Township and Trenton in Mercer County. Fred Heron, the director of public safety for the Ben Salem Township Police Department, said the tornado touched down along Old Lincoln Highway corridor near the Neshaminy Mall. A car dealership was right in the storm's path. Cars were scene flipped in the parking lot and a roof structure was torn off of the property. The National Weather Service has not yet determined the strength of the twister. First responders aided employees and customers on site while firefighters secured the buildings and Pico crews turned the gas off. At least five people suffered non-life-threatening injuries Thursday night. Yeah, so I was watching and, um, uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, obviously the thing is to sort of amp up the weather. That's kind of the thing they do. And uh, I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, okay. And then when they cut to the shot of the car dealership, I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, yeah. When I was talking to Nick this morning, and, you know, I was getting all the warnings. I was seeing all this stuff. Yeah. We got, like, drizzle. Yeah. Same, yeah. same, same we, with we, me. We had this discussion. We had, a, we had a heavy cell that came through my area and lasted, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or something like that. But it was a heavy, heavy downpour. Um, and then uh, my son and I popped out to, to dinner, and where we were up on the monitor, the uh, tornado warning came up. Yeah. Uh, Bucks County and and Philadelphia, and I was like, "Wow, okay, that's uh, that's yeah. pretty wild." And and I had no idea that this stuff was occurring. And that's how uh, localized, how focused these yes. intense yeah. storms are. It was, you know? and it was the the tornado itself, though, at the highest point of speed, I guess, was moving about twenty five miles an hour. I didn't see. They said yeah. they didn't determine the the strength of it, so um, I I don't know. That's about today, that. right? That. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so behind the dealership, parts of the Penn Valley Mobile Home Park, they said, were nearly leveled. The storm uprooted trees and brought down power lines. There are multiple road closures in effect until further notice. Uh, the Red Cross opened a shelter at the Neshaminy High School, uh, and the weather national the National Weather Service says crews will be conducting several storm surveys across the region today. Yeah, but that mobile home park, they I mean, we are very lucky that there is not a death toll today. Uh, yeah. You know, if, yeah. I know it didn't hit it directly, but it, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to hit it directly. They can... Uh, uh, those things can fly, and, and it doesn't take much to, to kill somebody if they're wrapped up in that. By the way, I saw on, on the news last night there was a, a headline, I think it was on CBS, that, and they were talking about the car dealership in um, Ben Salem that said it called it a mass casualty event, but there were no deaths. And I mm. didn't know you could apply mass number of injuries to uh, 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 casualties. That seems to be a conflict of... That's what I... Yeah. But it, literally, Steve, the headline huh. said mass casualties at, uh, at I think it's Faulkner, right? And yes. So, yeah. um, and I clicked on it, read the story. There were several injuries, but no reported deaths. Maybe hmm. they were talking about the cars. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. You know? yeah you saw, I saw hard. a movie where they talked and actively enjoyed the racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we are, uh, uh, listen, uh, it, it's terrible that, that people were injured, but it could have been so much worse. Yeah. You well, know? you know, you talk about the, the, the trailer parks and stuff like that. And that around here, when you drive around, you go, oh, if I'm, if I'm going to live in one of these, I would live in the Northeast, you know, because clearly yeah. you're out of the, t- the tornado range. Yeah. But uh, these poor people. Yeah, growing up in Missouri, this was a regular thing in the spring. Spring normally is when we would see stuff like this, and, and you would see, you know, places get decimated. Mm. But I've never, in the 25 years, I've, I've never seen it out this Did way. You? I mean, there, we've, we've had tornadoes come through every yes. now and then on a rare occasion, but this is... 
This is an anomaly. Did you see the footage that the one gentleman got on his phone? Yeah. It was a really formed tornado. Yeah, it was funnel club. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that there there may have been other tornadoes that touched down. I think one out in Lehigh County, one uh, like the North Jersey shores. Um, the, yeah, so, Barnegat, I think. Barnegat, I yeah. think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Is that considered North Jersey? I'm not, not sure. sure. They <laughs> said that that second Borgata in the woods was destroyed. Oh, huh? my God. That's right. Yeah, the yeah. GPS the takes you. The one that the GPS takes you to. The uh, nation's millions of federal workers will be required to verify they've been vaccinated against the coronavirus or else face mandatory masking, weekly testing, distancing, and other new rules the Biden administration announced Thursday. The newly strict guidelines are aimed at boosting sluggish vaccination rates among the huge numbers of Americans who draw federal paychecks and to set an example for private employers around the country. The administration is encouraging businesses to follow its lead on incentivizing vaccinations by imposing burdens on the unvaccinated. Rather than mandating that federal workers receive vaccines, the plan will make will be to make their life more difficult uh, for those who are unvaccinated to encourage them to comply. Biden is also directing the Defense Department to look into adding the COVID-19 shot to its list of required vaccinations for members of the military. And he has directed his team to take steps to apply similar requirements to all federal contractors. Biden is also urging state and local governments to use funds provided by the coronavirus relief package to incentivize vaccinations by offering $100 to in- individuals who get the shots. And he's also announced announcing that small and medium-sized businesses will receive reimbursements if they offer employees time off to get family members vaccinated. Can I retroactively get my 100 bucks? <laughs> yeah, right. right? <laughs> if you already yeah, if you already got it. I get it. Yeah, and you can also get a lottery ticket in that one state where you were supposed yeah, to get you know, all those yeah, other yeah, yeah. things, all these incentives. It's like win, lose, or draw, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Biden's move for the federal government, by far the nation's largest employer, comes in the face of surging coronavirus rates driven by pockets of vaccine resistance and the more infectious Delta variant. By the way, a bunch of people texting in and a couple of calls. Dan, thank you for your call, but casualties can mean injuries as well oh, as okay. deaths. Oh. Okay. Uh, from and, and people are saying in the military, they sometimes will use the word casualty for injuries. Okay, as well. which is technically okay. true, yeah. I Good to so. know. Yep. Officials in Montgomery County are recommending that everyone wear a mask inside school buildings when the new school year begins. The recommendation applies to all teachers, students, staff, and visitors, regardless of vaccination status, when the 2021-22 school year begins. The county's Office of Public Health said that it follows updated it followed updated CDC guidance released earlier this week that also recommended masking in schools. County officials also recommend schools implement physical distancing in situations where not everyone is vaccinated, but that it should not exclude students from in-person and learning. For students that cannot maintain physical distance, they should implement strategies to prevent uh, infections such as, such as indoor masking, screening, testing, staying home when you're sick, and regular cleaning. They also recommend cohorting, especially when physical distancing is difficult, which means keeping people in small groups throughout the entire day. This comes as Governor Tom Wolf said Tuesday that he is not considering a statewide mask mandate as coronavirus cases surge in Pennsylvania and across the country, while his administration said uh, it is not requiring masks in schools. In was, neighbor- it, was that cold? Cohorting, or what did you say it was? Cohort? Oh, a cohort, I'm sorry. <laughs> in neighboring Bucks County, the Central Bucks School District, one of the largest districts in the state, voted late Tuesday night to make masks optional for the upcoming school year, regardless of COVID-19 vaccination status. In sports this morning. <laughs> What the f*** is that? 
The Phillies split their doubleheader with the Washington Nationals yesterday at the ballpark. They lost the first game 3-1, but in the second game, the they came back from an early seven-run deficit and won it in the bottom of the eighth inning on a walk-off Grand Slam home run by Brad Miller. Wild pitch. And a high fly ball to deep right field. Forget about it. <laughs> it's a Grand Slam walk-off home run. The Phillies have come all the way back from seven down to win it 11 to eight here in the bottom of the eighth inning. I got your wild pitch. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> The Phillies open up a weekend series in Pittsburgh against the Pirates tonight. Naranola will get the start game time is at 7.05. At the NBA draft, the Sixers took Jaden Springer with the 28th pick. The 18-year-old averaged 12.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, and 2.9 assists in one season at Tennessee. He's a strong athletic player with a solid defensive foundation. At the Olympics, another American finished atop the podium in the women's gymnastics all around. Suni Lee became the fifth straight American woman to claim the Olympic title, edging Rebecca Andrade of Brazil in the final while defending champion Simone Biles watched from the stands. Afterwards, Lee said, it's crazy. It doesn't feel like real life at all. Coming into the competition, I didn't even think that I could compete for a gold medal. I was coming to compete for a silver medal. And in an Instagram post, Biles said her mind and body are simply not in sync while going more in depth about the issue that she says plagued her since she arrived in Tokyo for the Olympic Games. She says she's suffering from something called the twisties. The twisties are a phenomenon among gymnasts when they lose control of their bodies as they are making their twist through the air. Biles posted a video of her during practice on the uneven bars in which she tries a one-and-a-half twist and falls flat on her back. Oh, she, wow. Yeah, she commented, I don't think you realize how dangerous this is on hard competitive surface. Biles says last time she suffered from the twisties, it lasted about two weeks. Wow. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome, welcome, welcome all to the end of the work week, a Friday morning. We'll give away a Word of the Week prize today. They have Pizik Round uh, Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit. So that will be at the end of the show today. Uh, we do have a guest. He's a new acquisition of the Flyers this morning. We have Cam Atkinson, mm. who comes to us from the Columbus Blue Jackets, a swap for Jake Voracek. And uh, he's going to be new to the area, so we'll uh, kind of find out where his head is at. And yeah. What kind of guy he is and... Uh, uh, spend a little bit of time with him. Word morning. is he's got a little personality to him. Yeah. When does uh, when will they start practicing? Any idea? Uh, yeah. Practice, I believe, at the uh, beginning of September and then uh, training camp. And then uh, the season will begin on, on time this year, which is cool. So that'll be in uh, the middle of October. All right. Cool. We'll, we'll meet up with him uh, around 930 or so today. Uh, and we have, uh, you know, end of the week stuff to do. We got a lot of things uh, that we have sitting in our stock of goodies to give away. So we'll make sure we have uh, ample opportunities for you to win some free stuff this morning. And uh, we'll just do it Friday style, man. Love it. Looking forward to it. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. I'm very proud of the stupid question oh. that I have prepared oh. for right. you guys in this next segment. So don't miss it because we'll give something away if you can answer it correctly. And I've got a lot of entertainment stories to pass along, too. So we'll come back in a moment. Be with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the super question, we're going to give away season three of Star Trek Discovery on DVD. Here's the question that I told you I came up with that I'm pretty proud of. I thought of it last night as I was fading off to sleep. The 1992 classic by Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. Yes. There are four references to cars oh. in that song. Oh, wow. wow. Name them all. Oh. 215-263. WMMR. There's kind of a double one there, kind of double up. Mm, mm. Mm. All right, so 215-263-WMMR. All right, Baby Got Back. There are four references to cars. Name them all. All right, I'll go through some birthdays. By the way, a lot of very big celebrity birthdays Ooh, I like today. That. Friday, July 30th is Arnold Schwarzenegger's wow. birthday. He's 74. It'll be a big one did for you, him. Did you have like... <laughs> <laughs> So he is turning 74 today, and I'm sure he and his donkey are going to sit down and have a nice birthday. It's crazy how much he's into that thing. It's inside the house. It eats off the kitchen table. Steve, he posted last night a picture of him with his donkey and I think his dog. And his donkey is just hanging out next to the recliner. He loves it. (laughs) He's just there having a good time. Happy birthday to Arnold. Uh, also, actress Delta Burke, uh, designing women. She turns sixty-five today. She was like uh, used to be like a like a real femme fatale. I think yeah. is she was still married to Gerald McCraney. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that name. She was on a show called First in Ten, I believe. Yes, it was called yeah, it was on an HBO. HBO. Yeah, she, she was a, a female football team owner, right? Really, really pretty. Uh, you also have Lisa Kudrow of Friends, uh, and she is turning 58 years old today. I never did watch that Friends reunion. I, I really enjoyed it. It was unfairly castigated, if I may use that word, uh, and the uh, it was what I exactly what I wanted. You know, she also, she's responsible for Conan O'Brien's success in Late Night. Conan O'Brien, when he was offered the hosting gig by uh, Lorne Michaels... For the late night show, yeah. she said, "You need to do this. You've okay. got to do this." Really? They were yeah. dating at the they time. They were dating at the time. Wow. Yeah, did not know that. Uh, she turns fifty-eight years old today. Uh, the great Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, so good. Has a big birthday today. <laughs> he is sixty years old. I remember the first thing I ever saw him in was a Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dream Warriors. He played um, Max, the orderly at the. Uh, um, the rehab center where they had all these kids that had the... Uh, it was Larry the, the Fishburne at that time, right? Larry Fishburne yeah, yeah. at the time, that is correct. But he went on to do so many great movies. And the one that really made me go, wow, uh, I remember the first time was Boys in the Hood. Yeah. That Excellent. movie That movie kind of messed with my head. Furious, Furious. Styles. Yeah. Oh, man. What a great name. Man, he was great in that when he's in When he's in a movie, he'll, he'll up the game. He's got a number of good franchises under his belt. Uh, but he did a movie that I think is is a, it's a, a remake of the John Carpenter movie Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Okay, and uh, Ethan Hawke's in it. It's really really good if you've never seen it. He was also a regular on uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. He was as a cowboy right. Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. And of course, Morpheus and Matrix movies, and he's in the MCU because he was in uh, the second Ant Man movie. Yes, he's sixty today. Vivica A. Fox. Oh, has a birthday today. She is fifty-seven years old. 
uh, Independence Day, the Kill Bill movies. That's right. She's the stripper who saves the first lady. You Dude. are right about that. Yep. I mean, so she's not only a stripper, but she is Will Smith's what or ex-wife or girl? Is it girlfriend, girlfriend. or ex-wife? Okay. He proposes to her. Yeah. Remember he gets the, the, uh, gets oh, the I know diamond that. ring. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I wasn't sure if they had broken up or no, no, I'm no. Like, why, dude? He is a fighter pilot. Why is she on the pole still? You know. If uh, that's uh, her way of flying, I don't know. They I make guess. the fighter pilots make a lot of money. Maybe she needs some cash. Maybe know. she's holding up the family, or maybe she uh, likes doing it. I'm not sure. She's... That's the most unbelievable part of the movie. <laughs> she's <laughs> that was the first most unbelievable. Yeah. No, that she's is she's 57. We're moving on. Hillary, I have a lot of these. Right, okay, right, so right, Hillary Swank has a birthday today. Uh, she is 47 years old. Uh, million Dollar Baby is a masterpiece, I think. That's her That's her biggest, movie. I would say, right? Yeah. And Karate Kid 4 or whatever. Uh, that too. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Paul Anka, the singer and songwriter. Wow, he's 80 years old today. Wrote the Tonight Show theme. Uh, you know what? That's right. Yep. I completely forgot about that. And uh, having my baby. Having my baby. Oh, that's him? Yeah. You're a woman in love and I love what it's doing to you. Uh, so, having my baby. That's Paul Anka. That's Paul Anka. That's Paul Anka. Yeah. What a lovely way. Hey, what a lovely way. <laughs> uh, you also have celebrating a birthday today, Mr. Tom Green, who's ah. been on our program many, many times. Been at the camp out for hunger. He's a nice guy. He is. And it's a big birthday for him, too. He's 50 years old. Actress Christine Taylor. Oh, she's great. Brady Bunch movies, Dodgeball, Wedding Singer. She turns 50 as well today. If all she ever did was the Brady Bunch movies, oh that would have been enough. Marsha was spot on. I, I, I howl at that scene where she and Greg are up in the uh, attic. And uh, she goes, yes, Greg. Use the, use the, uh, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the, yes, Greg. Yes. <laughs> uh, and she and, um, Ben and Stiller still, together. They okay, were. They broke no, up and they're yeah. back together. No, they they're back together. together? They yeah, they're officially back together now. Yeah. Yeah. She's from the area, by the way. She's from the Lehigh Valley. And as yeah, so my my buddy um Brian, his um his parents and her parents are friends. So, okay. Yeah. They get went to see Independence Day together. They, they did the not. Show. Well, they might have, Steve. I don't know. All right, you also have Sid Croft of Sid and Marty Croft fame. Uh, celebrating his 92nd birthday today, the creator of HR Puffin Stuff, some Land of the, the Lost, Trippiest, the Sea Monsters, yeah, mm-hmm. some of those great bad shows that I grew up with, we all Absolutely. grew up with. Uh, he turns 92 today. Uh, saxophone player David Sanborn. I love David Sanborn. Yeah, he's... I saw him in concert in the 1980s. He was kind of a an it uh, musician for a while. That that was a big era for what they call fusion jazz, mm-hmm. and uh, people like him and uh, Lee Rittenauer and Tom Scott and all those guys. Spyro Gyra. Yep, he's 76 today. Jamie Presley, the actress, uh, is 44. She had a run on My Name Is Earl, but she's been in a lot of great movies like um, uh, I Love You, Man, and. Uh, not another teen movie. Yep. And yep. she's also was uh, just completed a run on the show, Mom. All right. And then I've got three directors celebrating birthdays today. You have Peter Bogdanovich. Yes. Uh, Paper Moon, Last Picture Show, What's Up, Doc. He also appeared in The Sopranos. He's 82. Christopher Nolan, who directed Memento, Insomnia, Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Inception, and The Dark Knight Rises. And Dunkirk, which was on last night. 51. And Richard Linklater, Ah. who brought us Boyhood, Dazed and Confused, School of Rock, and others. He is 61. Some heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, Then you have uh, Bud Selig, the baseball commissioner, uh, is 87. Former. Uh, Former, I'm sorry, yes. And then the last birthday is actor Simon Baker, 
Hmm. Uh, who in The Devil Wears Prada, Steve, he's the uh, the hot journalist yes. who Andy ends up with. And he's got, you remember that movie, he's got some like uh, like a scar on his stomach, he had some sort of surgery where yeah. he has his shirt off, there's some sort of weird, and he's a good looking guy, but I, you yeah. can't help but look at that scar. Uh, he was also on The Mentalist, the TV show, yeah. he's 52. What are you, today. mental? Alright, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, the 1992 classic by Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back, there are four references to cars. I need you to name them all. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I have Kyle on the line. Hey, Kyle, how you doing, man? I like big butts. (laughs) And you cannot lie. I cannot lie. All right, Kyle, give me the four references to cars in Baby Got Back. All right, let's go with the Benz. All right. The Turbo Vet. Of course. My Mercedes. That's right, ladies. And that good old Honda. You got yeah. it. Nice. All four of them. Well done, Kyle. Hang on. Season three of Star Trek Discovery on DVD. The must-have collection includes deleted scenes, behind-the-scenes featurettes, and cast interviews. You can own it now on Blu-ray, DVD, and limited edition. Steelbook from CBS and Paramount Steel. Home Entertainment. And we have Marissa put together a montage of the car references. Nice. I didn't even ask for this. Here we go. Ooh, rump smooth skin. You say you want to get in my bins? So your girlfriend rolls a Honda, playing workout takes by Fonda, but Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Oh, side- she missed one of them. Hey, ladies, ladies, Mercedes. you want to roll my Mercedes? Yeah. Oh. That's it. Turn around. Right. Mm. Stick it out. You, you white boys got, got the shot. Baby got back. In college, this people would... Literally, like, clear the dance floor and make room for me, and I would walk out. And oh. this was like my oh, it you was like your Tony Manero. Like, oh, and if I was like, you know, at the bar getting a drink or in the bathroom, it'd be like, somebody go get her. Like, it was this clear was the floor. Dance. Romano's doing a solo, yeah. Steve. It was really. Was, oh my god, do you remember how you would dance? Oh. All with my ass. Yes. Did you now? Was twerking a thing at the time? No, but okay. no, like no, but but it was that type of dance. Oh, it was all God. A butt I, dance. I would give money, large money, oh, to see that. I mean, fortunately for me, there wasn't a cell phone video at the time, but there's definitely pictures of me. I love that. Yeah, with like the low rise jeans on, my ass in the air, and like God bless you. Part, oh, partial thong hanging out. Kathy's friends alert all Kathy. <laughs> friends light yeah. up the phone tree right now yeah. and send us pictures <laughs> i know <laughs> St- my friend stacy who was my roommate uh and one of my best friends still is she def she was always kept photo albums every- so she definitely has <laughs> okay. them she's well, just got to pull them out to that song in particular yep. i think that's oh, great that was it that's hilarious okay uh well i do have some entertainment stories that we're going to run through we'll start with this scarlett johansson is suing disney claiming that they cost her money by releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus at the same time it debuted in theaters. And according to the lawsuit, which was filed Thursday on Los Angeles Superior Court, Disney is in breach of contract because streaming the film siphoned to potential theatergoers, costing her potential compensation tied to the movie's theatrical revenue. 
Disney spokesperson told Deadline there is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. They dragged the pandemic yeah, into this course. statement. Disney, you know, they care. They're a global corporation. They, they care. They continue saying Disney has fully complied with Ms. Johansson's contract. And furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. So the question is, how do they reconcile that? When part of the mo- when when part of the movie's revenues comes from streaming, how do they work out that deal? Because in the in the I'm sure that there are outs for both her and Disney in the original contract. Well, you know? maybe yeah. there maybe her rationale is that you have a family of five. Yes, and you all watch watch it on Disney Plus, and you've paid thirty dollars for it. Right? Had you gone to the movie theater. You would have paid more money than that. Yep, right. And then you multiply that by thousands of, of times, and then you're talking about a lot of money. So this, th- what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot more actors doing this, especially if they find out that this is a model that works for them. Now, what happens when movie companies do this kind of release, and everyone's sort of looking at it. They're still scrambling to work out the numbers and the math because it's it's still basically new. But you're going to have to figure out what benefits the movie companies more. They may actually like the home release model better yeah, yeah. because it might get them more because they have to split the revenue more ways when they bring it into a theater. Yeah. So, yeah, that remains to be seen. And what that might mean, maybe, uh, is uh, higher pay for the actors. If that, You know what I mean? Because if, if they use the argument of... You put this in the theaters, we will get more money on the back end if we have a deal or something. I don't there, know. There's going to be a lot of restructuring. Yeah, uh, that, that's say. for sure. And she's not the 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 uh, first or last to have this issue. Well, yeah. and so she is an actor and, and all the other actors. And a producer. She produced the movie, too. They're not going to get the money from subscribers, right? So they, they get money from the streamers. But when people go, oh, wait, well, I don't have Disney Plus, so now I'm going to sign on and 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 subscribe to Disney Plus. She doesn't get that money. So and that's what well, they're they banking ha- on. They have well they have to work th- somehow there's there's no way that a high powered Scarlett Johansson agent is not going to work some sort of deal and say, "Hey, that <laughs> dems the brakes." Yep. No. Yeah. They're going to work it out. Kim Kardashian is at a roadblock in her efforts to trademark SKKN for her new beauty line. According to TMZ, lawyers for Beauty Concepts LLC sent a cease and desist letter to the Skims founder's legal team claiming that they have provided salon and skincare services under the SKKN Plus what? brand owned by uh, Sydney Lunsford since 2017. Well, this is this is horrible. In addition to the company's uh, to the company claims, it uh, applied to register the SKKN Plus logo, which uses the same block letters with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in March. Son of a bitch. So Kim's attorney, Michael G. Rhodes, told the outlet, we certainly appreciate and support small businesses, and our hat is off to Miss Lunsford, but the question at hand is one of trademark law, and we've not done anything deserving of legal, legal action. You bastard! He said, we are disappointed that she has chosen to run to the media, knowing that we were scheduling a call tomorrow requested by her attorney. So while disagreeing with the letter... We're hopeful that we can smooth things over once both sides speak. Uh, beauty uh, In the letter, Beauty Concepts and Kardashian's trademark application for SKKN is a ripoff of their moniker by simply adding, by Kim, does little to differentiate the brands, they said. Gearing up for a massive legal battle. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. She should have gone with Gorilla Glue. <laughs> Rebel Wilson revealed on Instagram Live that she lost 65 pounds in order to have a better chance at getting pregnant. Uh, in response to a fan's question, the 41-year-old actress said, I've fir- it first started when I was looking into fertility stuff, and the doctor was like, well, you have a much better chance if you were healthier. Mm. And she said, that's kind of what started it, that if I lost some excess weight, uh, that it would give me a better chance for freezing eggs and having the eggs be a better quality. And it wasn't even really myself. It was more thinking of a future mini-me, really. I heard that she was really training to get the role on Pooch Perfect, Preston. The, oh, really? Uh, the, the dog, dog show? show. Yeah. Uh, so she appears to be single right now following her breakup with uh, Jacob Bush, the heir to the Anheuser-Busch fortune. And they wrapped that up, that relationship up back in February. Uh, this is funny. This actually refers to a bizarre file story I have coming right. up later on. Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. is still famous enough to create a scene. The Bloodsport actor allegedly drew such a crowd in Paris earlier this week that it created the perfect distraction for a thief to escape with millions in stolen jewels. Yeah, yeah, everyone was going nuts because Jean-Claude was there. According to TMZ, a gray-haired man in a suit held up the high-end jewelry store uh, Chalmay, nabbing more than $2.4 million worth of merchandise. Law enforcement officials say the man was able to escape on an electric scooter because all of the potential witnesses were trying to catch a glimpse of Van Damme at a nearby optometrist's office. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, have you heard? Jean-Claude Van Damme is at the optometrist. Uh, Everyone, the... quickly. <laughs> Fortunately. He's getting new frames. Police were able to identify and arrest two suspects thanks to some surveillance cameras in the area. All right, read the top line now. L, one, Y, and I think a Z. Mm. Uh, so I'll I'll have the uh, the follow up story to that later you on know, in the bizarre file. A quick thing, Preston, is Jean Claude Van Damme has gotten older. You know, he's always had sort of the, like that bump on his head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the, I'd have to see a picture because okay. I don't well, remember. The bump has gotten bigger, has it? Yeah, I think with age, and I don't okay. know if the bump has gotten bigger or the other skin has receded. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's uh, the other parts of him are shrinking. <laughs> it's Not possible. Sure. Um, is he gay, by the way, Nick? No, I pulled up that photo. I think that's um, a, a relative. Okay, there's a photo of him. There's a, there. He's on the stairs, and it's two. It's Jean Claude Van and another uh, shirtless guy, huh. and the guy is hugging him from behind in a very kind of loving embrace. That's nice. But they're shirtless on the staircase. And I'm like, that looks like a relationship. It no, does. I that, like, looks, that looks like well, they're a couple. I like the vagina. The other uh. person's named Chris Van Dam, so either oh, okay. his, either okay. his son or a brother. I'm not, I'm not sure. Just hanging around <laughs> shirtless. Yeah. It's funny. I don't mind like hugging a guy. Naked, but if I was shirtless, I would think twice about that. Skin on skin contact. I what don't about pantsless? Uh, I probably yeah, I would totally do that. Where do you stand on docking? <laughs> Jesus, I've okay. never tried. Candace, it. Where do you stand on it? <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure apologized on Wednesday for posting a now deleted TikTok video in which she appeared to be singing seductively to a Bible. I saw the video. It, there's okay. it, there's nothing to it. It really there's nothing to it. So what's the issue? It, it, uh, 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 she know. has a very religious audience who was thrown off by it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So they they thought she was uh, being inappropriate with she, with the good book. So she's very active on TikTok. You know, I'm a massive Candace Cameron Bray fan, and she's very active. And so what she does, if there's a trend that comes along, she'll do the dance, she'll do the thing. And uh, so she was riffing on one of those things, just trying to kind of put the Bible in the forefront. But when I first heard it, I thought she was doing like, you know, from dusk till dawn kind of dance around a Bible. Right. And it's just a little bit of movement. I, what's her relationship with her brother? Because I know they're both they're both very very religious. He is like psychotically religious, like scary religious. Do you know if they're uh, if they're tight? I think they're very close. Yeah. Okay, it's interesting. 
Uh, I, I don't care for Cameron. Uh, but in an Instagram story, the Fuller House star explained that her intentions were entirely misunderstood, saying, so many of you thought that I was trying to be seductive, which clearly means that I'm not a very good actress because I was trying to be strong, not sexy or seductive. There you go. It was misunderstood. I stand by her. Uh, Ben Stiller, whose first acting gig was on his mother's sitcom at the age of nine, believes that Hollywood is a meritocracy. Uh, The son of Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira got into an argument on Twitter Tuesday with producer uh, Franklin Leonard, who drew attention to the film called The Right Way. It's directed by Steven Spielberg's daughter, Destry, written by Stephen King's son, Owen, and starring Sean Penn's son, Hopper. Uh, Stiller defended the crew, saying that uh, that he bets that they all have faced challenges, but that showbiz as we know it is pretty rough, and ultimately it's a meritocracy. He's saying you have to earn your keep. you gotta, you got to earn it. Right. Now, I know that uh, Owen King is a very talented author. Have uh, you read any of his stuff? I haven't, no, okay. but, but his stuff, he's done stuff with, with King uh, that, um, that has gone on to be very successful and that he's done his own. He's, you know, to write, it's you. you you're right. Now, so that- I, I don't know anything about the... Uh, about Spielberg's daughter or Sean Penn's son. One of Spielberg's daughters was in, or uh, maybe the only one. I'm not sure how many daughters he has, but wasn't she in porn? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, there was. But I'll say this: Listen, the door will open up, perhaps a little sure. more, easy, more easily. But uh, I think they're both right. So you're going to get some perks from being in, in the family of a celebrity. But um, it's all about the money. And if you can't generate, if you can't generate revenue and your stuff isn't selling or an audience isn't reacting to it, then you're not going to get a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, millennials shouldn't hold out hope for a Dawson's Creek reunion anytime soon. What? Joshua Jackson, who starred as Pacey on the WB hit 23 years ago, told the fashion publication, Mr. Porter, I don't know why you'd want to bring it back. Nobody needs to know what those characters are doing in middle age. I was a I was a moderate fan initially. It was kind of fun, and 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 then it petered out. But maybe maybe that's exactly the thing to do is to see it may just make it Dawson's Crick, Preston. Crick. <laughs> he said we left them in a nice place. Nobody needs to see the Pacey's back hurts. I said I I don't think we need that update. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, told AARP, the magazine, that her 25-year-old daughter is transgender. Uh, Curtis told the outlet that she and her husband, Christopher Guest, have watched, quote, in wonder and pride as our son became our daughter, Ruby. Uh, she told the magazine that Ruby, a computer gaming editor, is planning to get married next year. Uh, and Curtis herself will officiate the ceremony. Hmm. So that's new family news in uh, their realm. Uh, fans are already freaking out about Carrie Bradshaw's wardrobe from the forthcoming Sex in the City reboot. They're freaking out. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was photographed on set wearing a maxi dress. You got to goddamn be kidding me. From the <laughs> fast, Wait, what's wrong with the maxi dress? Fast oh, no, just... fashion retailer Forever 21. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Because it was from Forever 21? A far cry from her character's usual designer <gasps> does. My girls don't shop there. Is that what's... part of it, though? Is that part of the... That's it. That's the story? That's why they're freaking out. Oh. No, yeah. but I'm saying... It erupted the, into gunplay. Is this part of the filming? Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she was her Forever 21? Her character, yes. Yeah, so maybe her character uh, shops well, at Forever 21 now. Listen, my wife was shopping for a while at Forever 21 and, and uh, some of those stores. If you like something there, you go get it, right, Kathy? Well, Forever 21 is very trendy. It's yeah. just much cheaper clothing than what she wore. Right, than the Vera Wang or uh, all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Some online commenters... Like like a a Maxinista. 
are blaming the uh, the choice on and just like that's costume designer Molly Rogers who replaced Patricia Field, the yeah. woman behind Sex in the City's iconic looks. Got to be it. A League of Their Own star Rosie O'Donnell will join the Amazon adaptation of the 1992 film. Huh. Uh, the comic who played Rockford Peach's third baseman Doris Murphy in the movie. Silence, Sato, set this and roll number one. Thank you. Uh, will play the bartender at a gay bar in the series. Uh, she told uh, in a uh, podcast that she, she and sec, uh, Broad City's Abby Jacobson, who will both star in and executive produce the series, sent her the pilot and said it was just beautiful. So they will uh, they will have her in that. <laughs> yeah, cool. she should be. Yeah, and probably maybe get Madonna in the show too. Yeah, Abby Jake, uh, Abby is a Conestoga grad. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, we've had her on the show. What uh, broad, for... for Broad City? Oh no, kidding! She's the one that went on a date with my brother years and years ago. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. remember it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Josh remembers it fondly. Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is great. Hawkeye. Good seeing you again. Who are you? <laughs> this is great. Hawkeye will be the next Avenger to have his own series debut on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. <laughs> and according to Entertainment Weekly, the series centered around Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton character. And a young female archer played by Haley Steinfeld. Right, they changed the daughter up, right? Uh, it says a young female archer, so I don't know if so that's So they're not her... calling it his daughter. Interesting. In this particular... Now, it might be. They may have gotten it wrong. I don't is know. Her name, no. What's her name? Isla? Mm. Yeah, but, but maybe that's the case. Maybe that's how they justify it, because there was another actress who was playing his daughter, so right. maybe they did this. This is an act- uh, a character, I should say, named Kate Bishop. So All right, not, so not the daughter. Not related daughter. to Clint Barton. And uh, this will debut on November 24th, by the way. I'm looking forward to... I enjoyed Loki. I wasn't fanatical. Every every one of them has been good to great. It's um, all going to tie in, though, eventually. Yeah. And that, like, even the, the building blocks that you don't love now, You'll eventually see later. They, they make sense, yeah. And then uh, Florence Pugh's going to be in uh, Hawkeye as well. Excellent. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. She was from uh, uh, Black Widow. And if you saw the end of Black Widow, you kind of see why right. that might make sense. Alright, um, we'll do one more story here. Uh, Gawker quietly relaunched on July 28th. Remember Gawker? Yeah, they got yeah. into trouble. There was some sort of uh, lawsuit against them for Publishing something and uh, yeah, it was the Hulk Hogan sex. The tape. Hulk Hogan, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, oh, wow. five years ago, after I'll never forget it. The website went bankrupt after losing 140 million invasion of privacy lawsuit over the Hulk Hogan sex tape filmed by Regis Philbin. Hey Hulk, I, I bet we get it, Gorka. <laughs> Uh, the site was... Hey, could you, could you just bend a little bit to the left? I want to catch a little ball sack. They... <laughs> this is really going to sell it in European markets. The site... Yeah, like the site was bought three years ago by Bustle Digital Group. Bustle Digital. In a bankruptcy auction. Uh, Gawker is now being led by editor-in-chief uh, Leah Finnegan, who asked readers in a letter from the editor on the homepage to approach the new version of the site with a, quote, open mind and an open heart. You got it. She said, we are here to make you laugh, and I, ho- I hope, and think, and do a spit take or furrow your brow. And if you're not careful, you might learn something. Or maybe go, uh, or wow, or damn, or what the F. Or I'm glad someone finally said it. So uh, that has relaunched now. We'll see how it goes. It's been away for a couple of years. Five years. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's do uh, movies. Movies. Right? Oh, I think it's the rule. Movies. <laughs> All 
All right, movies opening this weekend. We'll start with Jungle Cruise, action fantasy film starring Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, and Paul Giamatti. Uh, Intrepid researcher Dr. Lily Houghton travels from London to the Amazon jungle determined to uncover an ancient tree with unparalleled healing abilities. Along the way, she's assisted by River Captain Frank Wolf, who might be more of a hindrance than an asset. It is two hours and seven minutes long. It's rated PG-13. Wide release in theaters today. Rotten Tomatoes score is at 64%. Also opening this weekend is Stillwater. It's a mystery thriller starring Matt Damon, Camille Cotton, and Abigail Breslin. Uh, unemployed roughneck Bill Baker travels from Oklahoma to Maricel to visit his estranged daughter, Allison, imprisoned for a murder she claims she did not commit. And Allison seizes on a new tip that could exonerate her and presses Bill to engage her legal team. Uh, but Bill, eager to prove his worth and regain his daughter's trust, takes matters into his own hands. That movie is two hours and 20 minutes long. It is rated R. There's a wide release in theaters today. And it is uh, receiving a 70% by Rotten Tomatoes so mm. far. And then finally is Nine Days. It's fantasy drama. Stars Winston Duke, uh, Zazie Beetz, and Bill Skarsgård. Uh, a man interviews five unborn souls to determine which one can be given life on Earth. Two hours and four minutes long. It's rated R. Theater released today, and Rotten Tomato score is at 84%, by the way. Uh-huh. All right, we're ready for the clips. All right. Based on the novel of the same name, the last letter from your lover chronicles a tale of love across generations. And in this clip, Felicity Jones talks about how her past roles have inspired her. Yeah, I think you definitely take elements from characters that you've played, uh, and, and yeah, without a doubt. Um, I definitely found with particularly playing Ruth Bader Ginsburg that that had a profound effect on, on the way that I did things, and, and particularly my, I think my confidence in public speaking, I took so much from... I have to poop. <laughs> she is a lovely young lady. She is. Uh, the last letter from your lover is streaming on Netflix now. Next clip. Schmigadoon. <laughs> I watch it. Yeah. I tells, love it. Tells the story of a couple trapped in a constant musical until they can find the meaning of love. And here, Keegan-Michael Key talks about his views on lasting romance. I do believe in the idea of soulmates, yeah. But I do want to say this about true love. I believe that true love is something that requires effort, and it's something that we that we work at. The effort is born of vulnerability. That's where that's what the effort is. You know, you go to the gym and you lift weights and you lift weights and you, and you get your muscles stronger. The way to make your heart stronger is by opening yourself up. Yeah! New episodes of Schmigadoon <laughs> uh, premiere on Apple TV Plus every Friday. We're, we're checking out. Oh, it's, it is. And, and uh, Alan Cummings plays um, the Mayor Manlove, who is obviously gay. Okay. And his wife has no clue. So uh, uh, Cecily Strong goes over to sit and visit with her. And in the house, there is all... These little curios of guys wrestling each other, Preston, and, and, and hugging each other. And she's, have you ever entertained the notion that perhaps there's more to your husband than you know? Dude, this is star-studded, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's Jane Krakowski, uh, there was, Martin Short has a role yes. in it. There's a, there's a whole bunch of people. All right, this... And the numbers are, are fun. I mean, the, the production numbers, it, it, it is a loving, uh, but very um, 
attitudinal take on these music musicals of this time, like Bring yeah. the Dune. And like Oklahoma yes, and things exactly. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. All right, uh, that's the entertainment report that I have for now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Friday, in all its glory, rolls yeah. out before us. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Imagine a world without cancer. Help make it a reality. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, September 19th for the 49th Annual American Cancer Society Bikeathon. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge, and there are multiple starting points in New Jersey. Each Team WMMR rider gets an official team T-shirt. Registration and complete details at WMMR.com. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. Yeah, so uh, Bucks County, um, uh, where else? Places got hit. New Hope. So, like, yeah, it hit, like, New Hope. Tornadoes. Then Salem, and then they said that same line of storms uh, basically went to the other side of the Delaware River and hit, like, I think, Hopewell Township and then into Trenton. Wow. Tornado! Yeah, so uh, if you have not seen the footage as of yet, especially that uh, that Faulkner dealership. Oh, my uh, God. Trevos, is that where that is? Uh, was... uh, Feasterville, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. So they, I mean, destroyed. Yes. Uh, I, not the entire building isn't a, a complete loss, but. The repair uh, area A was. lot of the inventory, yeah. the signs, I mean, the just car... ripped apart. The car was flipped upside down. Multiple yeah. cars were Tons flipped over. Uh, yeah. Those very heavy street, uh, the parking lot lights ripped right out of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, the rest of us just oblivious that this was going on as far as uh, our own surroundings. It was really concentrated. There, in fact, it was one of the more tranquil nights where I was, but I was watching the news, and that's why I'm thinking, okay, they're, they're obviously cranking this to just sort of sell the thing. And as I said earlier, and then they had a feed from this Faulkner dealership's parking lot. Oh and I'm like, dear God. It's, I mean, Th- that looks like the Midwest. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It looks, I mean, it's completely destroyed. Well, what yeah. time did it touch down? Around 4 o'clock, I think, right? Wasn't it 4-ish in that 4 o'clock hour? Uh, a little bit later, maybe. Was it a little later? Uh, the, the storm, when it was up and running, it's funny, with all the... You almost pressed... An, um, and they're so good at covering all this stuff. You get so bombarded that it's hard to keep track of everything. But they, I know one fact stuck in my mind. At the point in which the funnel ha- had touched down and it was moving, it was moving at about 25 miles an hour. Okay. And it is... I mean, Steve, you know, you and I were watching Jeopardy! And then the... Uh, you know, I the new tea comes it, in. Well, and uh, I, I flipped over to 6.2, yeah. and it was, so I was able to watch it. But uh, like, I had the same initial reaction. It's like, oh, my God, the news yeah. is kind of hyping up a thing. Because outside of my house, drizzle. And then you realize what they're actually doing is trying to protect people, trying right. to get people to safety. And and, and so I, I completely changed my mind. I'm like, I'm wrong. My initial reaction was selfish and stupid. And what says well, you didn't know. Well, yeah, but what they're I mean, trying to do is literally warn people sure. that some terrible, awful, potentially deadly weather is coming through. And uh, and I'm glad that they were doing it. Well, they were also... And, and when you heard them get a little bit more austere in the... Re- you should head to the lowest part yeah. of the building, get into the basement. I'm like, yeah, come on. I, I hope this is over by the time wheel comes on. <laughs> and uh, it was obviously as serious as they were making it. Well, we're Steve, watching I- a, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kath, we're watching a, a Twitter feed from, uh, it says James McGinnis had posted a video of inside the dealership right as the tornado was hitting. Um, and you can see debris flying into the building and oh. then they get the hell out of there. I mean, there's heavy stuff flying around inside and then they just run. Uh, to the interior part of the building. Wow. Steve, I have friends in the Princeton area, which isn't right. far from, uh, you know, Trenton and Hopewell, and uh, they had, like, neighbors come to their house, and they all sheltered <laughs> oh, in really? his wow. basement. Wow. Yeah. wow. 
How is your like your situation? Do you do you ever even consider that notion of you know in the house going to the base? We have a very our house is old, and you could set a grenade off in the rooms, and nothing would happen. But our basement is extra fortified, so that's where I'd go. But yeah, at, at those points in time, it's one of those things that you seldom think about it until you are perhaps sadly right in the middle of it. You know? Yeah, I was in Florida once when a tornado came through. It was at my uh, my aunt's house. My family uh, lived there. So growing up, we always went down to Florida. And, I mean, it was like, you know, we knew the storm yeah. was coming. And then she was like, it's here and it is a tornado. And, she, I mean, they had, like, protocol, like what they did. They, yes. I remember them opening all the windows in the house. Yes, so the to, win- to, yeah. to, to stop it from uh, imploding. And then we had to go. And I was a kid, so it was, like, kind of – it was – to, it was interesting, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and a little scary at the same time. And then we all had to go and kind of like shelter oh together. I the, think we got in a bathtub. Yes, yeah, that yeah. that's uh, part of it too. Yeah, the windows thing is is kind of a. I think it's been disproven that that really works. But but I remember as a kid, we would do that too. We'd open the windows just in case that because it has to do with the pressure. Yes, but, yeah. But it turns out it doesn't really stop much. But uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a plan. I mean, you, you go we go into the unfinished side of our basement, and then you get underneath the beam, the I beam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in case to, you so know, scary. the house were to rip <laughs> apart, and part of it would fall in. Sure. On you. So you know, years ago, as we occasionally we'll talk about tornadoes again, and and we've had tornadoes, as you rightly pointed out earlier. And then there was you, both you, Casey, and Nick were talking about that trench in the in the park. That All right. Was yeah. From the the path of a tornado, but uh, I think yesterday was the most pronounced version of a tornado touchdown that I can remember. Here. Yeah, right here. here. Yeah. For sure. I want to see if anybody listening was uh, t- saw it or uh, was nearby when that hit or saw some of the destruction. Feel free to give us a call on your account of it, 215-263-WMMR. So I love the weather, and I do watch it. And I'll, like yesterday, I was looking at the radar and kind of watching, you know, where the yeah. storm was going to hit. And it, it changed from when we started the show until it ended. Like, it was coming right over us, and it shifted a little bit. Um, and so, like I said, yesterday, I was getting these alerts that there was tornado warnings and all of that. And I was looking at it on the radar. And I'm like, we, like, we're on the outskirts of it. And I, I went out to dinner with some friends. And, I mean, it, it literally just drizzled a little bit. And that was it. And I'm like, we completely... Completely missed us. Well, now people don't know Kathy has. Uh, she's a storm chaser, so she's yeah. got, you've got the weather wagon over there, <laughs> Kathy. What but you didn't even have time to get in it, right? What uh, what category was the um, was the tornado? They're going to determine uh, today. Yeah, today, they're, they're going oh, out today. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't an F five. <laughs> There's only one person in this room who's seen an F5. <laughs> and it's so Kathy. Stupid. Don't say Don't, the F. Not... Kathy, you're the only one who can stop it. It's nay on the F-A. No. I've the finger of God. The finger of God. The finger of God. <laughs> Kathy or Joe? Yeah. <laughs> was that his name? No, no her. her. Her name was Joe. Yeah, Helen Hunt, right? My dad has always been obsessed with the weather. I mean, he will watch the Weather Channel like it's a show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of <laughs> grew up with, I think he always wished that I would have become a meteorologist. But well, you came oh, close. Traffic. Tra- Traffic. Yeah. They're usually in the same break. Traffic and weather, right? Traffic and weather together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think there's just uh, a little bit of it, you know, since I was a kid. No, right. I, I agree, too. The fast, I'm fascinated by the coverage, and we, we were in a time of high-tech stuff, which is very cool. I have now... I'm starting to have my issues with some of the tech because now they have actual visual representations of every lightning strike. Yeah. And when that starts to happen, the screen gets so bunched up with data. You're like, well, what is What's that happening? Uh, I will go to some calls. I have Kelly on the line. Kelly, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Kelly? Hi. So the tornado was literally, I live in Ben Salem. It was right by my house. The Faulkner dealership on Street Road, I actually just passed it on my way to work, is completely obliterated. Wow. Oh, wow. 
cars on top of each other. There's a Lowe's and a Walmart right up in the kind of same shopping center. There's sheds in trees. Wow. Like, well, 13 sheds, like, went up and in the air and landed wow. somewhere. Now, tell me, did you, did you experience any of that as it came through? No, we don't live. We live so, like, Route 1 divides us. Right. So we thankfully live on the other side of Route One, but you—it was just insane. Though. Like the sound, the wind, just like leaves everywhere. Like yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, Kelly, you mentioned the sound, and I've 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 seen a few um, tornadoes, and uh, there um, there is a sound. Even no matter how far away you are, there is that sort of um, train sound, like a local, like it almost sounds like a machine, a rumble. Is that what you heard? Eerily, like quiet too. Like uh, the rain had stopped for a little bit, so um, it just it, we and I live in a townhouse, so we were just kind of like, oh, let's just go to the center of our house because we don't have a basement. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> definitely a weird experience. I can imagine. Um, I, re- I remember yeah. Thanks, Kelly being, uh, and, and yeah. Texas was the place where, I, and actually one I believe on the Jersey Turnpike of all places for the tornado, but Texas was a couple times where I saw the tornadoes, and and way in the distance. Thank God, but um, you could still hear it at at that distance. It, it was, it, it, you know, you never forget it. Your mind, the thing that you carry with you, though, and we've said this countless times, is there is the most wild green hue to the sky yep. in many cases that you've ever seen. Yep, there's something that looks off about yep. it when you step outside and you're like, this is not right. Because yep. I've never seen a funnel cloud, but I've had storms that have produced tornadoes yes. in the vicinity and all about is this weird greenish hue to the sky. I don't know if that happens every time, but it certainly does happen sometimes. I'm going to go to Brittany next. Hi, Brittany, you're on the air. Morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Brittany? Yeah, so yesterday I work in Princeton, New Jersey, and I basically followed it and could see the funnel cloud forming and was on the turnpike literally two minutes in that area right where it hit in Ben Salem. Kathy was yeah. just saying that the Princeton area was was, yeah. was active as well. Yeah. So, so a, a clearly defined funnel cloud, correct? Yes, and um, it was big, too, and it looks like um, you, when you drive up where the turnpike was, you can see the path that it went in because there's just broken trees and, like, debris in the trees, like pools and stuff, and yeah. it's crazy. So, um, Brittany, are you simultaneously, and this I think the way that I was, simultaneously terrified and fascinated? i fascinated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I feel bad, and I'm glad no one got really, really hurt or right. anything like that. But we don't. This isn't Oklahoma. We don't ever see stuff like that. Right. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there yeah. were injuries, no deaths. Right. I'm, I'm actually surprised because the trailer park did uh, have some damage. Well, the Faulkner, the, the, the repair center. There. I mean, it was. Yeah. They were inside. They there were, were working. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had to um, like rescue them. They, there were people came out and yeah. helped them, and I think there was a number of dealerships. Mm. Wow. By the way, is. The uh, United States are, are tornadoes uh, exclusive real. to the United States. They are real. <laughs> They're real. They are real. We are getting a lot of requests. I for know. That. I, <laughs> I want to say that I've heard that tornadoes only exist in the United States. Right? I have. There, I have heard that, and then I've also heard that they tornadic type form. events happen around the world, but are refer- maybe like as tsunami as opposed to a uh, tidal wave, a t- right? Right, or, or earthquake to a yeah. to a I don't know. So, uh, tornadoes occur in many, the weather in many parts of the world, including <laughs> Australia, Europe, Africa, go. Asia, okay. and South America, two of the highest concentration areas 
of tornadoes outside the United States are Argentina and Bangladesh, of all places. Okay. Uh, but I guess the U.S. has the most. That's because of George that's Harrison. Got to be it, Bangladesh. Uh, there, that that has to be it because you know you don't you just don't see stories, uh, international stories of deaths and so on from from tornadoes that often. You know, and and uh, they no. happen here yearly. I think we have a, to the point. And I'd heard what you were. I heard that same point, Preston, that we were the only country that had that had this. But I think there is a topographical. Yeah. Element to the sure. the Midwest that uh, obviously makes it very frequent yep. occurrences. Yep. Um, so it does happen elsewhere, like Nick said, but it, uh, it says the United States gets slammed far more than any other area. USA, yeah, USA, <laughs> we win. Woo! Uh, let me go to Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Good morning. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Oh, I'm sorry, I uh, stepped on you. I said, "What's up, buddy?" It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I live in uh, uh, a Right where it uh, hit down at, mm-hmm. we uh we lived in um Delco for years. We literally just moved up there recently. Thinking my wife was my wife thinks it was going to be safer, nicer area. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> get. That's what you get for moving to Buffalo. You get you get a freaking tornado. You get a freaking tornado. Never had a tornado in Delco. Well, no, actually, it has been Ridley, right? Well, yeah, Ridley so Creek State Park. They, they didn't crush any houses or businesses. Just a couple of trees stuck okay. with the trees. Yeah, yeah stuck with the trees. Oh, so the tornadoes Listen, in Delco yeah. are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah cat. <laughs> they are. So, yeah, the whole time I'm just giving my wife a stern look like, all right, this is what you wanted. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, my I didn't actually see the tornado, but um, my apartment complex, you know, I walked out this morning and just trees, you know, branches falling down. We just got hit by the wind and the rain really, really hard. Right. And it literally seemed like my car was the only one that did not have a tree branch on it. Wow. In well, some way or good another. Good for you. Yeah. And you know what? So you don't even have to be within, you know, a, a, a tornado's destructive path to get the residual wind and stuff can just right. decimate an area. Right. I went out yesterday, That's Preston, preparing. Like, I put, you know, the, the chairs down. I figured, okay, we're going to get some ripping winds around the outside picnic table and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, we took our umbrellas yeah, down yeah, yeah. from out back and nothing. Nothing. I mean, we got rain. We got yeah. a heavy rain, but uh, but nothing that was uh, that seemed dangerous. I was just happy I was able to mow the lawn yesterday. I was waiting and waiting and waiting until the end of the week to mow the lawn because I'm not going to be able to get to it for like a week or so. And when I saw the weather report yesterday, I was like, God damn it, I waited too long. But I was able to get it all in. No, but I was able to get it all in. You're going out there in that to mow. (laughs) Last man who did that was mowing Pete. Never saw him again. Mowing Pete. Pete. Gone for good. They say he mows the skies now, looking for his lost grass catcher. Uh, the, uh, the weather forecasters got it right yesterday though. Cause remember yesterday in the morning I was, yep. I was saying that to potential tornadic activity and show enough, <laughs> the real deal hit, man. I am. Was that you, show you, get, you gave us a shown up yesterday too. You can never get enough shown ups. Uh, Thank you. So they were saying after three and I think all the stuff started to hit the proverbial fan at around four o'clock on. Yeah. 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 Uh, let me see. Oh, we're going to a 
Kevin, go ahead and say I, it. I know, you, sorry. You wrote down a note. And <laughs> well, say Steve it. was talking, so I thought I had a chance to show you. Um, okay. I think uh, Marissa's going to get somebody on the hotline. So um, there's a guy named Tom. He runs uh, levittownnow.com, uh, and he you know posts stories about Bucks County. Um, and okay. so he's he's there. He's out uh, in the area oh, that the was site? hit. Yeah, and he's right. got some information. So when he gets on the line, maybe we can talk <laughs> to him. All right, we got him on now. So let me go to him from uh, Levittown Now. This is uh, Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We're, we're doing good. How about yourself, man? Doing well. Uh, I think a lot better than uh, some of the people here in Ben Salem. I, I mean, the storm damage from the tornadoes, uh, you know, pretty, lack of a better word, pretty impressive. Yeah, right. Uh, you, I, I have to assume you have not, uh, you know, we, we were saying earlier that we've seen damage in the area from tornadoes, but none of us have seen anything like what we're seeing on TV right now of that area. Is, is it the same for you, Tom? Yeah, I, I'm not a meteorologist, and uh, I don't want to say that I've covered tons of tornadoes. Right. But from the few I've covered over the years, you know, usually you'll see some snap trees or, or houses with uh, damage, you know, roof damage or siding gone. Right. Uh, this is definitely a lot different, uh, just at the Faulkner dealership here in Ben Salem. Yep. I mean, almost all the buildings have severe damage. You have the service center, which has partially collapsed. Yeah. Uh, got... You know, the roof of the... Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah in, in the past, I've seen I've seen you know, like portions of uh, you know tiles ripped off of, of, yeah, of roofs. Yeah, yeah, trees can be uh, uprooted and knocked over. This is a building ripped apart, uh, so a different level here. Yeah, the the one manager of the dealership was actually just telling me uh, one of the cars that was parked on the side of the building flipped over and blew probably about a hundred a hundred feet away from where it was parked. It was I'm... a smaller Mazda or Buick sedan. And the storm just literally picked it up and threw it. Yeah. Still, I mean, think about that. Think about a car being chucked 100 and... Yeah, you're talking about 3,000 pounds, uh, roughly, being picked up. The the, the force is is formidable to that. Yeah. Uh, But is that the main um, area of destruction, that Faulkner dealership? Yeah, it seems like between uh, Horizon Bard, there's a, a Walmart and a Lowe's, and that dealership is the bulk of the damage that I've seen. Right across the street from the dealership, it looks like one of the uh, those big metal billboards has kind of twisted and fallen down into the underbrush there. But, yeah, the bulk of it seems to be at the dealership. And they were saying there were employees there uh, that kind of huddled in the bathrooms and in the different electrical rooms. Uh, in the dealership, uh, when they saw the storm coming, they could see the debris blowing towards their buildings. And right. they, they just decided to hightail it in there. Tom, do you have any ideas to uh, how many people, because, you know, we, we were uh, hearing it was a mass casualty event, meaning mass in that a, a number of people were injured. Do you happen to have a tally on how many people you know or have been injured or were injured by the storm? Yeah, last night the authorities in Ben Salem were saying uh, five people, all non-life-threatening injuries. All right. I know just from talking to some firefighters on the ground, there were cuts from glass and, and things like that. But, yeah, mass casualty incident usually implies they just need a bunch of resources because there's a possibility of a bunch of injuries. Or, but thankfully, no fatalities that, that I've heard yeah. of. This which, which is a miracle. I mean, especially since that, that, that we were hearing uh, talk about the um, sort of a trailer park or mobile homes um, in the area that were hit as well. Did you see that? Uh, you know what? We couldn't get there. Um, but from what I've heard, that some of them are off their foundations. Hmm. Uh, and, and they were right in the path of the storm. I mean, it's to be honest, that's why it amazes me there's not more serious injuries. Yeah. Uh, but the damage is definitely uh, pretty extensive. Just even talking to some of uh, the, the reporters who are there who have covered more broadly these things. I mean, they've even said this is, 
for the Philadelphia area, some of the worst they've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it. All right, Tom, we'll check it out. Uh, information at uh, levittownnow.com. I'm sure you guys are, are putting reports up. So thanks for checking in. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yep, Tom Sofield, thank you, sir. We appreciate that. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. On the good side, uh, prices have never been lower at Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, they will. They'll probably have a damage sale, don't you think? They can't. You can't sell a car that that is had. Or are you talking about a? Car? And this actually raises a good question. Yeah, How I've do you like treat? Hail, I've seen like hail damage sales before. Okay, stuff like that because I know that anytime any sort of weather condition, even if a car has not been per se caught in a flood, but has been juxtaposed near a flood situation, I think that renders it. Unsellable. I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe a flood. Yeah, I yes. can see that. I don't water know. Water damage is a different story. How but... does that relate to this? Yeah, I don't you know. You know? Yeah. Uh, let me go to, hang on a second here. Bob has uh, something to share. Hey, Bob, good morning. Bob! <laughs> hey, Bob. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air, Bob. How you doing? I was in Barney. I was in Barney at light last night when the tornado came across the bay. Oh, wow. Yeah, we actually were standing on the deck. All you saw was black clouds coming across the bay, and the next thing you know, the house, about four, five houses down, the roof came off, oh. and then then the water spout formed and went back towards the mainland, towards Barnegat, and hit the bathing beach and took out the, the, the boardwalk there. Yeah, I, seeing, I saw a water spout out on the Long Island Sound in low light. It was just at, like, dusk. That is a scary scary thing to I've see. always wanted to see a water yeah. spout. Was yeah. it pretty it's interesting? A, it's absolutely amazing. You stand there with your jaw dropped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was and like we had uh, even on the mainland, Stuart 72 was shut down last night because when it came through Warren Grove into Waretown, it took out all the telephone poles and everything else. Bob, was it loud? Oh, it sounds like a damn freight train coming through. Okay, yeah, I, drive guys... a, I drive a dump truck, and my truck's quiet compared to that. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Wow, yeah. well, you dodged a bullet on that one. Wow. Yeah, it, 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 there's so much damage down here right now. It's crazy. I mean, we get nor'easters and stuff, but, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, it sounded a lot like Sandy coming through, and I, I rode Sandy out in 2012. No kidding. Wow. All right, well, so, thanks, man. Sandy! We appreciate it. Be safe, guys. All right, you too. We'll see ya. Yeah. Uh, let me go to because uh, Jacob wants to mention how long the damage can be an issue. Uh, we'll go to him next. Hey, Jacob, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, hey. <laughs> that was good. What's up, man? Hey, so last year, probably going on a year, we had a, uh, a big tornado that ran through Delaware. It was a record length tornado. Okay. I think it was last August. They went from Dover all the way to Bear, Delaware, which is right outside of Newark, which is where the campus for the University of Delaware. Right. And to this day, you can still drive the path and see all the half cracked trees, buildings yeah. that are still trying to be repaired. Yeah. People, people had almost the whole faces of their house ripped off. You can see the same thing when you go down the Garden State Parkway uh, near uh, like Summers Point, Ocean City. There was a tornado that went through there and you can still see the path of destruction. Yeah, it went well. right across the parkway mm-hmm. and uh, it's there's a clear-cut path that they have kind of cleaned up a little bit, but they're still working yeah. on it. Do you and know, it's, it's wild when you go, and Nick, I'm sure you, you've had this, where you, you'll go hiking 
<laughs> and you'll be in certain areas. And I, I did it. We were hiking in in Alaska, and you're in you know like the the bottom of the valley, and you're looking up along the cliff sides, and you're seeing avalanche damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, or rock slides, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, nature can mess up some uh, you know the landscape pretty badly. Yeah. Um. Well, it's pretty wild when these things come along. Uh, they're rare, but uh, but they've been. It seems to be happening with a little bit more frequency. Uh, but thankfully, no deaths. Some minor injuries, from what I understand, uh, which is cool uh, is, is as far as people being safe. I mean, there's monetary damage, which is going to be a real bitch. Yeah, but, that'll be a lot more expensive. Uh, but nonetheless, that uh, that was pretty hairy when it came through. But we got great weather this weekend. Yay! So we have that uh, to look it forward to. It was worth it. We don't have to worry about it. We got, we got our tornado out of the way, and now yeah. we're good to go. Um, I want to take a break, but I also want to give away some movie screening passes while we take a break. We have this Suicide Squad screening, uh, which is on Tuesday at the AMC Fashion District, and it will be at 7 p.m. And if you can go, we'll take callers uh, 9, 10, and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will pop you in there. The newest superhero action adventure from the horribly beautiful mind of James Gunn opens in theaters and streams on HBO Max on August 6th. So 9, 10, 11, you get the tickets. We're going to take a break. We've got the Bizarre File coming up. We're also going to have new flyer, Cam Atkinson, coming to us from the Blue Jackets. We'll talk to him in the 9 o'clock hour. Back in a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact Me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's go to the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK. To get in on the action. We'll start in Florida with a Florida man story. Uh, he has reportedly been hospitalized due to injuries he received after sticking his arm in a Jaguar pen at the Jacksonville <laughs> Zoo and Gardens. What is it with these people? Witnesses said that the unidentified man who is described as being in his 20s had taunted the big cat well, there you before go. jumping over a barrier at the range of the Jaguar exhibit and inserting his hand into an enclosure. All right. It's just got real. A Jaguar... <laughs> 
then clawed the man's arm, leaving zoo employees a trail of blood to clean up after emergency workers bandaged the man and transported him to the hospital. Uh, Jaguars are beautiful animals, by the way. The zoo director... I'm on the Jaguar side. Dan Maloney said, this is an individual that wasn't using his head. He stuck his hand in through the mesh that separates the Jaguars from the outside. Uh, And then he added the incident would have been a very different story if the animal had been able to secure a stronger grip on the man. Probably would have started to eat his arm. Absolutely. So how does that evening begin? Hey, you want to go to the zoo and piss off the Jaguars? I don't know. Uh, zoo officials said that the jaguar that attacked the man is perfectly fine and that there was no indication that the man's actions meant that he was trying to hurt the jaguar. Uh, the zoo was closed on Tuesday night while staff invested in, uh, investigated how the man was able to breach the barrier, and it was not clear whether the jaguar exhibit would be open the following day. Hey, let's go insult meerkats. <laughs> Police say a Yakima, Washington man is under arrest after he shot his refrigerator, believing someone was shooting at him after a soda can had exploded. Oh, oh okay. So he shot the refrigerator? Yep. So officers responded to the scene on Saturday after receiving reports the man had opened fire at a refrigerator. <laughs> when police arrived, they say they found the man outside the home in an alleyway yelling incoherently with a gun lying in the middle of the road. After he was taken into custody, police say witnesses told them what happened. The man had been placing soda cans into the fridge when one exploded. He immediately pulled the pistol out of his waistband and fired around into the bottom of the refrigerator. Draws a gun out and immediately starts shooting. The man later told police in an interview that the people who live in the basement wanted to kill him (laughs) and that they had shot at him, so he fired in self-defense. Now, investigators say... (laughs) There's no one that lives in the basement below the man, and that, in fact, there is no basement at all. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I guess. So that, that means my, I'm totally off base on this one, huh? Police say the sound of the soda can popping is what the man thought was a gunshot. Police questioned the man about the gun, and he said that he had found it two weeks prior. Uh, the man was arrested and booked for second-degree unlawful possession of a firearm and discharge of a firearm. I'm telling you that the people who live in the basement that doesn't exist want me dead, and that's why I shot the refrigerator. All right, so here's that story that follow up uh, to the story I had in the entertainment news with Jean-Claude Van Damme, although he's not mentioned in this story at all. He's kind of a big guy. He was a part of it. French police have arrested two suspects after a thief took jewels worth between 1.7 and 2.5 million dollars maybe even more than that cuz these these are in in pounds so it was right. 3 million dollars i believe uh from an exclusive Paris store and then scooted off before the alarm could be raised the two suspects were arrested in eastern france on wednesday morning officers said a substantial part of the jewels stolen in the heist had been recovered the man made his getaway on an electric scooter after reportedly threatening staff at the jewelers near the champs-elysees uh, the video shows the alleged thief, gray-haired and wearing a light gray suit, arriving at the store. Shortly afterwards, he was filmed leaving the shop while a white bag of jewels and gemstones and departing on a green scooter that he had left parked outside. Do what they say and no one will get hurt. <laughs> uh, Steph told police uh, the lone man had at first pretended to be a customer, asking to see various pieces of expensive jewelry before drawing a knife. No one was injured in the robbery. Now, the interesting part that we had in the entertainment report earlier was that Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> yeah. was apparently right next door at an optometrist, and a crowd had formed 
to gawk at him. Therefore, no one was looking at the guy yes. who was stealing the jewels and getting away. And it was a bit of a distraction. Took an advantage of it. And he was able to get out of there. I am Jean-Claude Van Damme. This afternoon I will be at the Pearl Vision Center in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Come down and say hi to me. Uh, the jeweler, which, by the way, was founded in 1780 and most famous for its flagship store near the Ritz Hotel, was previously robbed in 2009 when about uh, $2 million worth of precious stones were stolen as well. So they've had some incidents before. Uh, okay, so listen. The weird stories of the Jersey Shore continue. Right. Okay, so we had the plane landing on the causeway. Right. We had the boat running up onto the uh, onto beach. the beach and scaring people, almost hurting people. Then you had what was the other story? The seagull in the face. The seagull in the face on the on that ride. Oh my god, that was All hilarious. Right, now this, a 44 year old woman who stole an oil tanker in Camden County on Saturday was arrested more than eight hours later and 80 miles away along the Jersey Shore after eluding police and getting into crashes in multiple uh, towns. Casey, yeah, they got her at the Wawa on Rio Grande. No way. In Wildwood, yes. Wildwood police took Camille Westcott of Lawnside into custody in the parking lot of Wawa of the Wawa on West Rio Grande Avenue at 8.30 p.m. She when, stole a tanker truck? Yeah. When cops forced their way into the truck due to concerns that she would flee into the town congested with summer visitors. So this is a bit of a lengthy story. Westcott had uh, checked her mirrors and stepped on the brakes as if she was planning to leave but was unable to get the tanker truck restarted. Uh, the strange incident began at 12.30 p.m. when Westcott stole the Taylor oil tanker in Belmar. Over the next few hours, Westcott led police in various towns on pursuits and was involved in several crashes, police said. Troopers were advised that the tanker's GPS placed it in the area of Buck Road a short time, and a short time later located the vehicle in Harding Woods, a trailer park. Quick question, if I may, here, Preston. Uh, do these vehicles have standard transmissions or do they have automatic transmissions now? That's a good question. I would imagine that they're stick. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't you imagine? Yeah. Well, I mean, lately they've been switching to automatic. Like, school buses used to always be standard, and right, now they're automatic. What, what, yeah. what are the odds this woman gets behind the wheel and can yeah. drive this truck? So state police tried to stop the truck, but Westcott f- uh, fled onto Route 40. Troopers pursued the oil tanker for a short distance before calling it off. Now, details uh, where other chases took place were not immediately available, but... Police in Wildwood were aware of the tanker throughout the day, uh, but the first reports that they received only indicated that an erratic driver was on West Rio Grande Avenue. But it ended up being her oil tanker that she stole driving all over New Jersey and ending up in Wildwood. No. And and, and causing accidents (laughs) along the way. All right, there you go. One crazy summer. All right. <laughs> and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. As we take a break, I'm going to give away some uh, passes to see Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. He is coming to town. He's going to be at the Wells Fargo Center November 24th. And tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. If you're caller number 20, we will give you a pair of tickets to go to that show. And like I said, it's Wednesday, November 24th at the Wells Fargo Center, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, you can go to WMMR.com for an extra chance to win. If you're an MMR VIP, opt in, opt in for the MMR VIP emails, and you can qualify for that. The deadline is 9 o'clock this morning to get in on that contest. But we got the tickets for you now. Give us a call. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay close because we'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hello, Preston and Steve and crew. This is Commandant Bonnie Shaw of the Marine Corps League Detachment 286 of Chester County. 
is a nonprofit veterans organization assisting veterans, their families, and the community. We are having our annual golf classic on August 16th in honor of Corporal Brandon Hardy, who was killed in action in 2006 while serving in Afghanistan. The classic will be held at Applecross Country Club in Downingtown, PA. If you are interested in playing, being a sponsor, or need additional information, please call 610-518-5375 or email us at ccmarines at verizon.net. Simplify and thank you very much. Next message. Hello, this is Jimmy from Jimmy's Stump Grinding and Lawn Cutting. If you are in the Newtown Square, Broomall, or Havertown areas and are looking for a quality lawn cut at a fair price, Please give me a call anytime at 610-844-6815. Thanks, Preston and Steve. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonandSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. So, we'll do a couple of uh, shout-outs real quick before we dive into something. And uh, this email says, uh, good morning, it. My name is Dan Gershman, and I hail from what Steve once dubbed as the butthole of America, <laughs> Champaign, Illinois. Uh, I only see it to be fitting, me being the self-proclaimed unofficial field reporter from the butthole, <laughs> that I send a big, juicy birthday shout-out to one of my bestest friends, Karen Prorock, who's finally made it to into her 40s. Hope you have the greatest day, old lady, and make sure that you do yourself a favor next time and get the crab rangoon. That's what he says. So uh, yes. Here's a shout out. Uh, I love little secret messages like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, get the crab rangoon, whatever the hell that means. All right. Uh, this one says, hey, President Steve, long time listener show. I uh, love you guys and try to get my kids to listen to you, but sometimes they just don't want to listen to what mom listens to. But July 29th is my daughter's 18th birthday, so we missed it by day. Uh, her name is Sarah Lovenstein, and uh, I am taking her to New York City to celebrate her birthday, and I know that I'll be listening to you guys on our way up. Oh, well. Uh, you'll have to catch the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know it's a long shot since I'm sending this the day before, but yes, I would sure really <laughs> love it if you could give her a shout out on the 29th. If not anything close, then would be awesome. My son, Matt, just turned 13 on the 26th, so you could include him, too. <laughs> Uh, it will really make my day. Congratulations, you guys, on getting nominated to the Radio Hall of Fame. I've already sent in my vote, and I hope nice. you guys get in. Thank you so much. Rock and roll. Love, Jennifer Lovenstein. So there you go. And by the way, yes, you can you can vote to have us uh, inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. And uh, we have that at WMMO.com or com. There's a link right on the opening page. Thank God they made provisions early for us not to hit this a lot. Other people are doing it because it's just it's just not the kind of thing we would do, you know? I know, I know. Yeah, but you yeah. know what? I posted something about it yesterday on yeah. social media. I want to do this for my mom. Yeah. I, I think I think my mom will be really proud if uh, that happens. So, you know what? What if I'm, she votes for Sally Jesse? I'm oh, getting behind oh. it. Yeah. She gets on there and she's like, you know what? I really liked her. Oh, that, she, I, I enjoyed her talk show. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm getting behind it. You can vote for us. for my Do it for yeah. my mom. All right? Do it for Gloria. Yeah. She's the one that brought us That's Your Nutsack. Oh, that's For right. crying out loud. She's so. par- she deserves it. That's right. That's Your Nutsack. There's my mom. Ball right. sacks are yummy. One, <laughs> play, play that and then that. Here you go. That's your nut sack. Ball sacks are yummy. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, 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 not at all, not at all. One last shout out. Ball sacks uh, are yummy. Hey, President Steve, I want to give a shout out to my entire family, mainly my mom and dad, Kathy and Jim Claremont. For the past few years, mom and dad 
have provided us with summer vacations for myself, my wife, and two-year-old son, James, wow. to come and hang with them and the entire family for a week. This past one in Lake Wallenpaw Park was truly special, and I just want to let you them know how much it means uh, to us and how much we love you. A special shout-out to Rachel, Julie, Tom, Jackson, Weston, and Uncle Charlie. Weston. Who is Charlie? Where is he? Is this Charlie? That's Charlie. <laughs> Uh, and Weston is one of them. Weston! A, uh, as a first name. Mm-hmm. We'll go oh. hang out at the lake. Yeah. Those sorts of activities. Uh, thank you all so much for the Love You Show. We love your show, and especially uh, to baby James. Rock on. That's from James and Mary Claremont. So here's a shark. Hmm. Weston would be an interesting first name. That yes, I've heard Weston before. I Weston think that also is sounds like a butler. That's right. Oh, Weston. Weston. Yeah. Can you get the door, please? My toast is cold. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we should talk to him now. <laughs> I want uh, nine pieces of toast. Ten would sound desperate. Mm. Well, speaking of toast, Uh-oh. we have not uh, we have not gotten a reservation all week long. I think it's time to head to the connoisseur. It's time for the connoisseur. It couldn't come at a better time, right before the weekend, when everyone likes to eat. Not that you don't like to eat during the week, but you probably savor it a little bit more on the weekend. Yes, couldn't have said it better. So, all right, I'm going to lead with this. Uh, Food and Wine magazine. Um, uh, one of their uh, columnists had written a story. He was he was, uh, I guess, tasked to find the best burger in every state. Uh, this is a, um, a a tough gig. It is, and uh, because and so, there's so many different, you know, feelings on what's the exactly, perfect burger. Exactly. So, and we have the burger brawl here. Oh, we have so, we have you know. oh, man. super fantastic burger places in the area, but. Now that I see this, the, I'm going to start with Delaware, okay? All right. Because the other ones are not in our area, unfortunately. But this, this burger is, I told my wife, yeah. I always wanted to go to this place. We used to live nearby there when I lived in Upper Chai. Right. It was very close to the Delaware border. So right. Right. I mean, like, you know, a mile or two from Delaware. So there's this place that we would always drive by on 202. I'm like... That looks like a fun place to go to. She never wanted to go to it. We oh. never went to it. Damn her. It's the charcoal yes. pit. Yes. The and char- apparently pit. they have the best burger in Delaware. Really? Charcoal Seriously? Pit. Oh, my God. You've yeah. had? 202, uh, heading south. That's on the right-hand side. Near uh, Concord Pike. Near so Concord that Pike, way, yeah. yeah. And um, so uh, at one point, for whatever reason... My son wanted to have his birthday party there. That never ended up happening. But it, it, it's a great place to get a burger. We, my son goes to this camp. I mentioned it many times called Camp Takwa. And when we would drive 202 South to get to 95 South to head into uh, Delaware and to, um, to Maryland, we'd always pass the pit. And it is a great burger, and I cannot recommend it more highly. Steve, I... First of all, it's cool looking. It has okay. a retro look to it's it. It's got a 1950s yeah. look with the with the neon out front, right. the shape mm-hmm. of the building, everything. And plus, it sounded like somewhere that Fred Flintstone would right. go to get a burger I, or a steak. We're going to the charcoal, the charcoal pit. pit. Think about like uh, if Steve, if five guys were in a franchise, right. and you just sort of like took that feel of what a burger place would be like. You know, maybe mix in a little bit of Shake Shack. You know, like if you're thinking down on, with on, that. The, on the chain level, but it right. is—it's not a chain. It's—it's it's mom and pop, small business. Uh, it's great. I always wanted to go there. Rochelle never wanted to go well, there. Well, your dinner. wife is it, wrong. Well, because you know what, she doesn't really like barbecue. So I guess she heard she saw the name uh, Charcoal no, no, no. Pit and thought maybe it's just barbecue yeah, food. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know anything about it. I just thought it looked cool and it was it sounded old school. I'm like, how can you not get good food at a place called the Charcoal Pit? So, anyhow, he, the uh, the columnist writes in this article, it's 1950s, it's it's set back in the car, uh, happy 1950s, the charcoal pit is a relic of that very different era, 
with a swooping neon-lit coffee shop where you bring your main squeeze for frosted chocolate malts, monster ice cream sundaes, healthy portions of onion rings, and a selection of char-grilled burgers. I love stuff like that. And apparently the 10-ounce home-run burger. That's a big-ass burger, dude. 10 ounces. The 10-ounce home-run burgers is a straightforward classic topped with lettuce, tomato, onion, and a slice of American cheese. And also, apparently... Uh, President Biden goes there he does. on a semi-regular basis. He, uh, he's he been hanging out there since he was in high school. Well, he's a big ice cream fan, so he always swings by for, like, the shakes and stuff, yeah. Okay. I got now. I got to drive down. Now yeah. it's a long ass drive for me. Uh, don't pass it all the friggin' time. You yeah. don't leave there hungry. You know, it's just uh, it, it's it's a classic burger joint. Yeah, I need to go there. All right. So the other places in our tri-state area, New Jersey is a place called White Mana. That's in Hackensack. Never for, heard of it for, for best burger, and I don't really know anything about do it. They, they, do they describe the burger and its greatness? Uh, yeah. So it's it's written. Very in Hebrew, no, but but I mean, there's a I would rather it be a little bit more of the basics, but, yes. So I can, I can give you some. He says, Thanks to the pandemic, the, the rugby scrum at the counter might have gone away for a while <laughs> with the restaurant pivoting to pickups at the back. You see what I mean? I hear you a little flowery, blah blah yeah, blah, yeah. blah. So, anyhow, yeah, shut um, up. leave without your clothes smelling like in the end. It's always the same. You unwrap your little burgers. And you think to yourself that you've forgotten how small they actually are. Moments later, you're once again completely satisfied. The simplicity is striking. A daub of fresh ground, onions on top, cheese melting everywhere out of the pliable miniature potato roll. The result is one of the smallest, best burgers in America. Well, you know, it's a perfect example of a of a simple burger that rocked our world. Uh, burger Buff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah He yeah. makes one style of yep. burger. There's yep. no other. He makes the one type of burger, whatever control he's exercising over the beef and the bun selection and everything. Well, he makes sure the beef. Sensational. Yeah, he beef, makes sure, cheese, and bun. That's it. I'm that's sorry, it. Guys. But he also makes sure that the beef has more fat in it than you're used to getting right. at, like, the, you know, the supermarket. When I go to the supermarket, what do I get, like, 85 15? Yep, something like that. 80, 80. Sometimes 80-20, but he gets more than that. You need you need a lot of fat in there for a really good burger. I would like to, Preston, make you my smash burger because okay. uh, it's... It's I, adorable. I know. It is really I'll cute. Would you smash be my burger. smash burger? <laughs> if you don't mind, I put, um, I put like diced up jalapenos in the burger yeah. meat. Sure he stuff, asked but... me to be his smash burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Case, that's All your right. secret? That, yeah, it's I got a fat, The fat to regular beef ratio? Yeah, so, right. and what... what Burger Buff does is he just, you know, it's everything's a double burger. And essentially mine is a double cheeseburger, but it's all smashed together with some cheese in the middle. We're looking at the white uh, mana hamburger, which does look damn good. Yeah. And then the other one uh, in Pennsylvania is a place called Tesaro's, but it's in Pittsburgh. Go to hell. Uh, It says, uh, well, they have their own in-house butcher. That's pretty cool. Well, that helps. They used to be... Uh, growing up, uh, Kathy in Long Island, did you ever? There was a go to a place called Al Dowd's. It was Al Dowd's Steakhouse. There were, I think, one or no, two no. of them. Uh, Preston, it was a, the kind of situation where you walked in and the butcher window was right there as you walked in. Okay, yeah. Yep. So the beef was right there. That's like uh, Texas Roadhouse. They right. had their own butchers there too. So anyhow, uh, the burgers are grilled on cast iron over. Local hardwood coals, typically with the utmost care, and then uh, tucked into a soft, fresh bun from a nearby bakery. Um, So I want to go to some calls here real quick. Uh, Let me go to Carlo. Hey, Carlo, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. What's up, Carlo? Nah, my parents, when they were dating in the very early 60s, 
would go to the charcoal pit. Okay. And my mom always talked about once they got the kitchen sink, which is was big back in the day where they would give you a scoop of every ice cream <laughs> wow. and, in a giant tub. Of every so flavor parents, they have. Okay. Yes, every flavor. That's right. And then they took us there, my sister and I, uh, when we were young. And then I proceeded the tradition by taking my five kids there and getting it. The kitchen sink. So how many... How many different scoops are we talking? I think there was like uh, over twenty different oh scoops. Oh my god! <laughs> but the secret is you got to make sure to get it without the whipped cream because with the whipped cream it is just a sloppy mess and yeah, you can't tell what you're eating. Yeah, it's not as healthy with the whipped cream. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Wow, All that's right. cool. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate All right. it. Uh, let's go to. Uh, let me go to Mark next. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Hey guys! Hey, what's Listen, up? Mike? I used to go. I used to go to the one on Maryland Avenue. I think it was the original one. Okay. Uh, like in the in the seventies and on, they closed it up. Now it's a hot dog stand now, but the the one on two hundred two is just as good. The kitchen sink's awesome, man. They still sell it? Uh, I believe so. I haven't been up there in a few years now, but uh, man, they, they were fantastic. I, I love the one on Maryland Avenue, like every Saturday night. Okay, nice. I, I love that. Yeah, Places like that also tend to have great, I don't know if they're open for breakfast, but you would assume if they were, they would have a good one. Uh, let me go next to Lori. Hello there, Lori. Hey. What's up, Lori? Lori. Here. Hey, rock on, man. What's up? We love MMR, by the way. Oh, nice. Oh, we we love you. Man. Will you we be like my smash burger? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys were talking about the charcoal pit, and I'm driving right by it. I'm uh, driving too. Yeah. And to answer that guy's question, uh, when he was talking about the one on Maryland Avenue, there's one in Pike Creek in, uh, in Delaware. Yeah. Okay. How many are there? I think there's I only works there. There's only two left. I, I believe that there were uh, there used to be more uh, sort of sprinkled all over Delaware, and now there's there's just two remaining. And apparently the one on 202. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's being renovated, uh, and it's only takeout right now. Okay. Yes, yes, and it's so good. All right. It looks like a Fred Flintstone place, and they make the best burgers. That's what I'm saying. You know, it kind of reminded me the sign. Thank you for the call, by the way. It always reminded me of the Flintstones. I don't know why. Yeah, no, because the same sort of sign. It's slanted in the the, the credits. Yeah, and the the font uh, looks kind of that way, too. By the way, I just found out something the other day. You know how you realize, Steve, that... uh, you know, Dix is no longer at the Metroplex. Right, right. It's at uh, the Plymouth Meeting Mall. So I went by there, the Plymouth Meeting Mall, uh, Dix, and as I was pulling out of the parking lot, when the hell did they put a smash burger yeah. in the parking lot of the Plymouth Meeting Mall? <laughs> so where? Oh, my side. Smash burger. Um, um, Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Oh, Dix. Really? Wow. Yes. So, yes. so where? I love Shake Shack. <laughs> it's right along Germantown, like on the out. So where um, Dix and Michael's. You and, can't see it from the road. And Yeah, Miller's Ale House. It's like on the other side of the parking lot. So, so it's, it's I didn't right even know there was the Redstone. Ale there too. Redstone, yeah. Bertucci's. So that, oh, that, Hanna. That's the other side. Okay. So, so yeah. if you go around, like you could, um, Whole Foods is visible from. Correct. Um, Smash, Smash I haven't Burger? been there in a while. No, no, uh, Shake Shack. Shake Shack, Shack sorry. Shack, Shack. I am going to be stopping by there on the way home. Oh, it times. was like a big deal when it opened. So the kids were still in school. How and, far behind am I on this? Well, uh, I mean, not that far. Like it opened this past year. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we like picked the kids up from school and we, Jace wanted to go. He, he was very excited. It was opening. So I took him there and I got there and I'm like, 
we're not the only ones with this idea. Everyone from school had gone <laughs> right oh, from man. school to get a burger. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looked, uh, I was by there around lunchtime, and I think the, the craziness is, uh, has settled down because it didn't look well, crazy busy. Yeah, so. If it's crowded, you go over and... You know, go, no, go to dicks. It wasn't that bad. I'm just saying it was funny that, like, every parent and child yeah, of course. coming from school had the same idea. Right. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, Charcoal Pit, apparently, according to Food & Wine magazine, has the best burger in Delaware. So. Interesting. Yep. All right. Uh, let me see how. I have another story here. Several of them, actually. Uh, we're going to talk about this. Having a willingness to try all different types of foods is apparently... Sexy. Really? Washington and... Sexy AF. I was going to say, I'm out. Washington (laughs) and Jefferson College researchers found that people who are open to trying new foods are perceived as more sexually desirable and less sexually restricted. Yes, I'd like like some baked fruit, please. (laughs) She'll never do it. No. Uh, They also found that reluctance to try new foods, known as food neophobia... Mm Mm-hmm. And sticking to ordering safe options on the menu is considered a turn-off. Uh, I don't think so. Don't care. Yeah. It makes you frigid. Uh, the scientists believe that this is because willingness to engage in trying a new food could be a cue for a willingness to have an intimate experience with someone new as well. So when you're meeting someone. You're more likely to. And, and you start to maybe go out, date, whatever it is. Uh, or you're just interested in this person, and you see that they're they they won't um, experiment. It might subliminally huh. trigger a cue that says, "Oh, well, they're not, um, uh, you know." So we're so not going to be doing the wheelbarrow. Simply put, <laughs> if you try a new salad, you're more likely to toss their salad. Yes, mm. uh, yes, if yes. You, if you try a new salad, yeah. I actually had sushi for the first time with my wife, and it was one of our first dates. We probably were only dating for maybe like a month or two or something like that and she opened my eyes to that mm-hmm. and i was like i it had never and she, it, this wasn't just rolls right you know that's not like uh, it was like, like the, sashimi and stuff yeah, yeah. the real deal and, yeah so fish i would imagine that uh, especially in that early stages of the relationship it, when you uh getting someone to try new food is kind of fun you know what mm-hmm. i mean and and if they if you if they play along right you you like it and and especially if you if you turn them on to something that all of a sudden they like it's like ooh yay you know yeah. a, a little cool little accomplishment my know? wife and i tend to go to the the same restaurants and and are are you know when you're going out for dinner or whatever a lot of times you have to meter your level of hunger am i going to be adventurous tonight or do i want old faithful you know and yeah uh, if i'm really hungry yeah. i'm going with old faithful yeah um, if you I, don't want to blow it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, You'd be disappointed, and then all of a sudden you don't get nice and full if you're right. Going out to eat. That, that was gum me, kebab yeah. sucked. That was me yeah. last night. I was like, I'm really hungry. I'm getting the chicken parmesan. There you go, because you can't go wrong. With yeah, that. where'd you go? Uh, so uh, Anthony Paxson Hollow Country Club. Uh, yeah. Anthony's had opened a restaurant at Paxson Hollow, so I okay. went there last night. How was their uh, chicken parm? It was. Freaking delicious. Okay. And I love you. Oh my God, I love you so much. You're my uh, smash burger. Chicken palm, aren't you, young fellow? Here is something interesting about that is the side pasta was ginichetti and uh, <laughs> which is not the norm. The norm is usually you get like a like a linguine side, right? But the, they had or the spajahetti. Yeah. It's pronounced gnocchi. gnocchi. I don't By the way. What is the right way to say? Because I hear people gnocchi. say gnocchi. Gnocchi. It's not gnocchi. It's like gnocchi. 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 Yeah. I think so. By the way, here's a text going back to the charcoal pit. It yeah. says, as someone who used to make the kitchen sink at charcoal pit 20 years ago, 
I hated every person who ever ordered it. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Yeah, we it. saw a picture of the kitchen sink. It was formidable. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was up on the screen here. Can you Kick pull was, that? Like having a seizure in front of it. Back up, Connor. I'd like yeah. to see what that looks like because that is a little ridiculous. Twenty different scoops of ice cream. So we'll go to an ice cream place down the shore called Flex. It's in uh, like the villas, right. and they have the most extensive Sunday menu you can see. I mean, the entire wall, <laughs> and so the uh, the. Theme is baseball, right? So right. it's like the dugout, the the grand slam, the you know. I I just get the ice cream cone. I you know everything up there looks delicious, but I just feel bad ordering stuff like the kitchen sink. I just I why, don't, why do you feel bad making the worker make it? You have to kill all that ice cream. Well, because it's always busy. And, and you ever so, been to Handles? There's a there's one on Route no. Thirty. It's kind of similar case. There's, okay. there's there's almost too much on the menu, and right. I I love me some ice cream, right? But um, you get up to the to the window because you have to order outside. Yeah, and first of all, the line is ridiculous. And the same at, thing with Flex. All right, yeah. so the, the line at Flex, the line at Handles is always you know Felchers. fifty people long. Yeah, Felchers is bad. Um, uh, figging, yeah. figgings is not <laughs> That's good. That's actually nice. Docking is good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. you can find Thanks somebody to hook up with. But you get to the, you finally get to the window, and you're like, I guess I'll just have a chocolate cone. And it's they they have a lot of different Sundays to choose from. But it by the time you actually end up ordering, you're a little intimidated. Yeah. Speaking of which, though, Steve, I would like to open a restaurant called like. Dizzy Gillespie's or something like right, that, yeah. and and everything on the menu is like I'll take the Pittsburgh platter or the Cleveland steamer, so all, all the know. double entendres. Yeah, I'll take yeah, the yeah. DVDA. Yeah, they'd be a great family fun place to eat. <laughs> uh, so going back to Little Billy loves his Cleveland steamer. So going back to the um, uh, trying new food being right. sexy. Uh, scientists believe that um, it is. Uh, because of willingness to engage in trying a new food could be a cue for willingness to have an intimate experience with someone new as well. But it could they, be. But they also found uh, the pattern is specific to trying new foods and not a general willingness to try new things such as hobbies, music, or TV shows. So food in particular there are some, can be a, um, a social cue of sorts, like a sexual cue. If you go to a vegetarian or vegan restaurant and doing like a chef's table, when you do that sort of thing where you don't know what you're going to get, you just get what they bring out. Like I, I did one, and I don't think B Street is even around anymore, but it was awesome. Uh, I'm less likely to do that at a place that's like has more of a traditional, you know, beef yeah. or, you know, menu or something like that or fish. Uh, but with, like, a vegetarian place, I'm, I have no problem with it. Okay, so you're, you're more I'm not, willing I'm to... I'm not adventurous. Uh, you, you, but yeah. you're adventurous in the, in the vegan world. Yes. In the, yeah. in the vegetarian yeah. world. Right. Okay. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's go with seasonings. Mm. McCormick issued a voluntary recall... What? ...yesterday of three of its seasonings after routine testing found possible salmonella <laughs> contamination. In the seasonings? They are perfect pinch Italian seasoning, McCormick's culinary Italian seasoning, and Frank's red hot buffalo ranch seasoning. Well, this is crazy because I just had a recipe last night that said to salmonella to taste. Uh, The seasonings were shipped between June 20th and July 21st. McCormick is asking customers who have recalled products to throw them away rather than return them to the store. Have you ever heard of that salmonella and seasonings? No. No. I don't know what else. Like, what is in there that's... Right, that would be contaminated. That would yeah. have uh, potential to be contaminated. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Keep the music rolling. Okay. All right, because we're going gonna, gonna to move on to another story. Oh, that, that was just a warning. That was just, yeah, that yeah. was just to let you know. Uh, this place called the Clarendon Hotel and Spa in downtown Phoenix. It is now open for business. And the hotel managers say it is Arizona's first cannabis-friendly hotel. 
And uh, the food is uh, cannabis-related as well. As you would imagine, right? Have you ever had, besides brownies, have you ever had any... No, I've only had cookies and, and gummies, and I've never... I've never had cuisine. Do they expedite the high because you're ingesting it and the way it's prepared, or not what's the expedite deal? it? Um, in fact, it takes longer. Does it? Uh, okay. it? Yeah, it takes like an hour before things huh. settle in, or maybe a little bit before that. But it can be more intense. Okay, yeah. that's the thing. So Chelsea Handler has a show on Netflix. In one of the episodes, she invited people over to have a a nice, I don't know, five, six, seven course meal, but each course. Hat was was infused with cannabis. Uh, cannabis. Okay, and and was, what was the result? Well, so they, do you get high off that, or is it is that yeah, the intention? But, but like, yeah, but like Preston's saying, it takes a little while. Like, listen, if you smoke pot, right. you're high pretty much immediately after you take your 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 first hit. But when you eat it, it takes a little while for it to take. And by a little while, I mean like forty five minutes to an hour right. for that to hit. And for the uninitiated. Uh, you eat it, and then 15 minutes later, you're going, I don't feel anything, man. Well, I better have another one. This stuff's weak. Pace yourself. And then the next thing you know. Seahorses. You <laughs> totally, man. Forever. Seahorses. Forever. <laughs> uh, so Darren Brotherton is the VP of operations at the hotel and said, we are a cannabis-friendly hotel and have a cannabis-friendly event company that is elevating and educating the community about cannabis. So the cannabis sleeping rooms are located on the west side of the hotel property where guests can partake in edibles, flour, and vape, which have been purchased at a local dispensary. Uh, cannabis flower usage is allowed in designated areas only sets. So you're actually smoking it. Huh. Uh, to shop for cannabis, the hotel will offer a car service to drive guests to a dispensary where they can also rent pipes and bongs. Uh, the only difference guests would notice in the cannabis rooms is that each will contain a scrubber, which uh, recirculates the air to keep things fresh. Uh, between guests, a more powerful cleaner is brought in for a deeper clean of the environment. Uh, there's no cigarette smoking allowed. In Isn't that interesting? Hotels. Yeah. Because that seems to run contra- in contradiction to the uh, whole uh, aspect of smoking in general. You guys remember Rachel that used to work in a promotion yes. department, the first calendar we ever put out? Yes. Uh, she's working currently on uh, Organic Farm out west, uh, Organic Pot Farm, and she has to um, wear gloves while handling the product because it's so hmm. sticky and okay. you can literally get contact high. I believe it, like, that. It, it, like yeah. the crystals and THC and whatever, the levels are kind of off the charts. Happy uh, happy workers. <laughs> yeah, well, there's yeah, nobody, none of the employees there are not angry. Not a problem. We're not going out on a strike. So the Clarendon Hotel is listed on Bud and Breakfast. Oh. Which is a website listing cannabis-friendly accommodations worldwide. Bud and Breakfast. Wow. Would you ever try something like that? Hell yes, yeah. I would. Uh, so Chef Drew Tingley, uh, who is on the 19th seat of Hell's Kitchen, and Chef Derek Upton, dubbed Arizona's Cannabis Chef, uh, say they're trying to enlighten the public about their positive health experiences with the plant. Both shared experiences about how cannabis replaced prescription medication for depression and anxiety in addition to other health issues. And our, um, uh, from the uh, from your birthday. Foxy Lady Chef. Foxy Lady Chef. She is a cannabis chef as well. That's her thing. Uh, Very she, talented. Yeah, exactly. Marissa? There's another guy you can get to come to your house and cook. His name is Chef Boyer Weed. Chef Boyer Weed. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really right. good. That's awesome. Love that. All right, uh, let's move on to some other things. All right. Uh, let's have dessert. How about that? Although this may not be the last thing that we do in this particular segment. Uh, the Baskin Robbins has brought back an ice cream flavor in honor of the Olympics. The gold medal ribbon. Mm, gold 
They give gold medals at the Olympics. Uh, the <laughs> the flavor consists of vanilla ice cream. Wait a second. Layered with rich Hang on. chocolate flavor and striped with a golden caramel ribbon throughout. Sometimes ribbons in ice cream are disappointing. Because yeah. if, if there's not enough flavor within said ribbon... Uh, you feel like you're it's just... Like, why'd you even do it? Yeah, yeah. Like a oh. Why are you jerking me around? Chocolate peanut butter. Sometimes the ribbon in the peanut butter is, uh, is, is nary enough peanut butter. I submit to you that the chocolate overwhelms. I, I, I say this. Vanilla peanut butter, though. And vanilla I, peanut butter. I've never been I've never been disappointed with the ribbon, the ribbon in uh, vanilla peanut butter. Do you know the... Vanilla peanut butter. The, yeah, um, peanut butter the, ripple. The brand of <laughs> that made that ice cream? Like, is it like a Briars or anything like that? Uh... I don't know. Uh, oh my God! I'm going to shoot. I'm thinking so hard. Shoot! Oh yeah! Dear God! Um, I like always have to be that. I'm less a ribbon guy, but I become more of a um, like quality creamy uh, vanilla, half vanilla, half chocolate. Yeah. I, or a ribbon, you know, soft ice cream, chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. Because I find that the vanilla will enhance the flavor of the chocolate. I'd rather like the chunks in the ice cream than oh. the ribbon. Well, you're I would say. So then right, you, Nick, the, the ribbon, sometimes you can't even taste it. Yeah. I do like chunks. Chunks are good. Yeah, chunks are Chunks, chunks are good. Oh, they're so good. I oh, love yeah. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So this is not an indictment on Ben and Jerry's as a whole. Okay. But their core sucks. Thank you. Ding, wait, ding, ding. Wait, yeah, yeah. Ben and Jerry's what core grade? flavors yep. suck. They suck. Yeah, they put it. They put a core of something like in it might be it? They chocolate suck. fudge or whatever, and it's it's a, a like a, a column that they hollow yeah. out in there, and then they fill it up with huh. a flavor. I don't like them. And they've also right. done a new they thing where suck. they kind of like top the ice cream with this toppers. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Yeah, uh, and they suck as well. Really? Just, yes. I just I just, you know what? Just put it in I, the they're, they're, freaking ice cream. They're trying to be novelty. All right, and they I suck. don't do that. I bought a toppers yesterday. I think that's what it's called. And and I put it. In, I haven't opened it yet, so okay. I wanted to try it. Did you get the mint cookie one? Because that was uh, the one that I no, tried. And I, I don't. Like, it's some kind of chocolate topping. I, I don't hate the cores as much as you guys, but I guess maybe it's because I'm I'm just forgiving of the ice cream itself. I walked away from Ben and Jerry's because I had hit maximum exposure. Casey, you'll be happy. Fish food. I yeah. love fish food. That my uh, kids love fish. Love, food. love fish food. And, and, not my favorite. Uh, and now, but I can't. I'm, it's too much. Yeah. It's like the amount of times I've heard Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. And Ben and Jerry's. I, too much. So you ever see uh, like rock climbers who will do the? the I guess it's climbing. called free uh, free climbing. Free solo. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of like that with ice cream. Cream. When I open a pint of ice cream, I just throw the lid away because I know I'm going to finish it. You're going to finish it. Yeah. It's all you, yeah. baby. Wow. <laughs> you should be Take the Olympics. Pants. Yeah. I, topped. Um, topped. Oh, topped. Not yeah, toppers. Um, yeah. So I have now, I think I've exclusively, when it comes to store-bought ice cream, uh, I'm a Haagen-Dazs guy. And, wow. I know, and I know it's much more expensive. No, no, no. But it's a good their, choice. Their booze line. I told you about that one. Yes. Oh, one. Kahlua, so, right? No, there's yeah, another one that I had, and it is Rum Trace Leches. Okay. Hello. <laughs> uh, they and should then, call it Yum Trace Leches. Why? Because it's yummy. And you oh, Yum Trace Leches. Sorry, I'll just... Sit down. I'll, hang on, I'll see myself out, guys. I thought you said Yum Trace oh. Leches. Okay, so I can stay. Yes. Okay. I, lo- I love have a seat. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> Because it's yummy. <laughs> I thought he said young. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because it's. I love uh, how you're going to go take a piss. It, it tastes good. <laughs> I do have to take a piss, though, so I'm going to go refuse ahead, go. myself. All right. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So this is your number one. Now, what's the place that you fell in love with with the, with the mint of coming back from the shore? 
Uh, the, the 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 ice cream. Oh no, pistachio. it's uh, pistachio. Pistachio. Uh, Richmond's. All right. Yum. So what currently soft serve pistachio? Fantastic. What is currently your favorite favorite ice cream? Favorite flavor? Fa- yes. Uh, favorite that, of, your of the, the more standard flavors is pistachio. All right. But then when you get into the more exotic mix em ups type of thing, this this bourbon and I forgot the it's, it's bourbon and it might be. Uh, there, I think there's coffee beans or something and like that. Hagen-Dazs. And it's through Hagen Haagen Dazs. Their booze line. They they because <laughs> they, they've got some rum ones. They the have they have line. bourbon ones. I forgot what the exact name yeah, yeah, of yeah. it is, but yeah. hooch. They're just outstanding. <laughs> hooch and Dazs, and and they're insanely calorically through the roof. But when they're expensive, you came to play oh though. My God, they're good. Oh, but if, man. It's, if, if it's something, remember I asked you the other day, I always ask people, is it worth the calories? So if it's worth the calories, then, then go for it. I go have done, I have done, um, I have actually fasted for a day to go get a chocolate malt the <laughs> next day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, since we're talking about ice cream, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm looking for an ice cream truck that'll come to a party. So if you have any suggestions. I definitely have one for you. Email me, right. please. Ah, here you go. Okay. So it's called the Spirits. Hagendaz Spirits line. So there's a, there's one with oh, amaretto. Wow. There's one. There's some with Irish rum. Cream. Irish cream. Yeah. Uh, there's a few bourbon ones. Uh, zoom in just a little bit more, uh, mm. if you would, because I want to see the name of the one in the center to the right. Bourbon Natty there. Light. Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a bourbon vanilla bean truffle. Cheer. Oh, wow. God, it's just... You're trembling. Oh, man, oh, man. It is, it's probably the best ice cream I've ever had. Uh, but, but yeah, as far as my standard flavor yep. goes, right now, pistachio is what okay. I'm all about. I Interesting. Love Absolutely love it. Can you uh, get, like, a tour of their facilities? Cause you, they, Agadaz? Yeah, there's one, there was a tour. I don't know if it still exists for Ben & Jerry's up in Vermont, which was a lot of fun. And you get the samples at the end. Um, and you can do, you know, the Hershey yeah. tours and stuff like that. I wonder if you could do one with haagen Where is haagen Isn't it in Jersey? I believe it is. Shut up. I yeah. swear to God. Shut, shut your filthy whore mouth. And they, mouth. They responded to some of our social media posts. That Marissa O'Connor just brought those up. So they know who we are. All right. So they know that you're, you love this particular brand of ice cream. If anyone is owed a tour yeah. of that facility. Uh, yeah. And then you need to, like, ratchet your jaws as wide as they can possibly go and I'll, eat I'll, as much. I'll take that chick who the, the largest mouth <laughs> right, yeah. in the world with me <laughs> that we talked about yesterday. Um, okay, hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, hey, how you doing, Peg? Good. Hey, just uh, hearing this ice cream talk. My, we moved from Philly to Charleston, South Carolina about 10 years ago. And my husband um, ordered Penn State Creamer ice cream to be delivered down here. We just got it about a week and a half ago. Penn State Creamery ice cream? Yeah, yeah. They shipped it here. Don't, you don't want to know how much it costs, but it was it's amazing. And I've never heard of it. And is it out Penn of Penn State? State, I guess? Are they, are they located only yeah. there? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Ben and Jerry taught them all they needed to know about making ice cream. And then... Penn State has an amazing, yeah, oh. creamery up there. I have not, yeah, I did not know. I'll have to sample that. Yeah, totally. You will have to. All right. It's amazing. If it's worth can getting shipped in, Peggy, can you find it in in grocery stores out our way in Philly? Um, you know what? I think sometimes they have each of the satellite campuses will have um, oh. events where you can order and pick it up. So probably the Delaware Valley, okay. you know, Delaware County campus or Berks huh. or you know wherever. I think they do. You know, you can probably get it shipped there, but um, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think it's in the local stores, honestly. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure, but it's really good. All right. Well, thanks for listening in South Carolina. We appreciate it. 
Have a great day. All right, too. Bye-bye. Nice. You know, Yingling was making ice cream. Yingling had it still did. It was actually pretty good. It was really good. I mean, I think it's um, it's another another brand. But I mean, what what you need to do is get uh, you need to get a Haagen Dazs Spirits endorsement. Yeah, Yeah. Marissa. I think I learned that the Yingling ice cream is like a cousin of the Yingling beer. Oh, Oh. so it's just like cousins. Cousins. Okay, I got you. Or someone in the family. A relative of Dick. A little of your Italian came out a cousin. Cousin. I heard a T at the end. Cousin. Cousin. Um, Preston, you're a huge fan of drumsticks. And did yeah. you see that they are releasing just the, the nips of the uh, yeah, drumsticks? Yeah, somebody sent me that. The very bottom. So yeah. the very, very bottom is is a solid chocolate little cone right. thing. It's at it's, it's the base. It, it actually keeps the ice cream from dripping through the cone. At Which the is a great concept. Um, so you can just buy. They've made the those, that bottom little bit. Wow. Uh, in a bag, I think. Yeah, I checked in the freezer section of my supermarket this week. I, I didn't see them there. but They I just had labias. <laughs> they only... Dear God. <laughs> No nip, son. Just got the labes. Labes. <laughs> labes. <laughs> labes. Oh, my God. Uh, if uh, I may. What kind of ice cream is that? You may. My current favorite is Double Dunker. It's Turkey Hill. It's uh, it's it's not labeled as an ice cream. It's labeled as a dairy dessert, uh, but it's swirled with oh. uh, yeah. Chocolate. Is it real ice cream or is it ice milk? Well, I don't know. It's you know, I think they sort of they can't put actual ice cream on the label some All of right. the time or whatever. But double it's dunker, double dunker, Turkey Hill, chewy cookie dough, crunchy chocolate cookie swirl, chocolate based ice cream. So my favorite is mint cookie crumble. It is a signature brand. You can only get it at Acme. It it's basically mm. mint chocolate chip meets. Cookies and cream. Acme has you know desserts. what I love? They do. Humiliation cook. Okay. Oh. That's different. Right, hang cup. on a second. How yeah, does that work? It's really good. You watch someone else eat the ice cream with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eat it. Eat it good. Eat it fast. You guys liking that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eat that I'm not saving any eat for it. you. Eat it. You just sit there and wife. be a bitch. Eat that ice cream. Okay. Bitch. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, one more thing. Oh, okay. yeah. No more. No more. <laughs> Double Dunker looks good, Nick. Turkey Hill. Yes. All right, we'll go on to salty because we're in sweet. Um, Doritos has a new flavor. Uh, it is Doritos Tangy Ranch. Mm. Uh, they already make Cool Ranch. Yeah, I don't know where how you're wedging this in here. And I, I Cool Ranch, given my choice of Doritos, and I do love Doritos, uh, between the regular and the Cool Ranch, I go Cool Ranch every no time. No kidding. Do you know what I like? Time. Their pizza one. Have you had that? Never had that. Yeah, the Doritos has a sort of a pizza-ish flavor to it. It's uh, really good. I am, my, I, I always gravitate towards a spicier nacho. Okay. Um, that, then regular Doritos. But I, I got to tell you guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Back in the early 90s, they had a flavor called Sausalito. That was the best flavored Dorito they ever, why, ever had. Why did they discontinue? I don't know. Maybe I was the only one who liked it. That's possible. Yeah. I mean, it must have been, yeah, it, it, the public may not have really yeah. caught up with you. You're always a trendsetter. He is. That's what makes him sexy. Absolutely. He tries stuff. Yeah. So for some perspective, Dorito's Cool Ranch flavor is made with ingredients like cheddar cheese, onion powder, garlic powder, and buttermilk, while Tangy Ranch includes the same but also has sour cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> That's the guy making yeah. the sour cream. Oh yeah. I need uh, I need that clip from uh, Avengers Endgame uh, where he goes. Maybe he'll give us a little cheddar cheese, and then uh, Star Lord goes. Bingo. 
Can you get that for me for any time we ever say cheddar cheese? Okay, so just not for right now because well, there's a wrapping up here. Uh, well, I don't know. How long can you go on with this cheddar cheese? Another um, hour. Can we do it? One Instagrammer who's had the new flavor says that it's bolder than Cool Ranch and has a slight kick to it. Mm. Uh, I'll so. try it. Do you know what I do like? Uh, maybe it's Whole Foods. <laughs> Whole Foods has a, uh, oh, I forget who has it, but they make their own sort of Dorito style. Okay. Yeah. We try, all right, so Pringles. I love Pringles. And so nature's promise. They're not chips, though, Pringles. Uh, nah. They're, they're no. their own They're chip-like matter. They're, yeah. chip-like they're, they're, matter. they're, they're, no they're compressed chip shards. But no like, real potato chip all comes out chip yeah, like that. Right. No, it's, it's not, a crock of crap. It's not nature's promise, but there is a type of, like, it's like this organic. Nature's and embarrassment. <laughs> nature's <laughs> embarrassment. It's a cuckold chip. It is a. Uh, yeah, I like those cuckold chips. Yeah. Humiliation cuck chips are great. You watch you and your wife eat the chips with someone else. They are vegetable crisps. Yeah, and I do like veggie crisps. But it is in a um, basically a Pringles form. Man, your your wife really knows how to eat chips, man. So, <laughs> I go to I, I buy them, and I'm like, these I want to eat healthy chips, right? Yes. I want to eat healthy Pringles and uh, healthy milk duds. Dude, they were no healthier than I, you, when you put the side by side comparison. Listen, you remember we just found out about about uh, sweet potato fries, mm-hmm. the big lie, right? Yeah, that yeah, sweet yeah. potato fries are just basically nutritionally and everything kind of exactly in the ballpark of regular. Potato fries. Speaking of pseudo chips, I want to get your guys' opinion on munchos. Love them. I love them yeah. so much. Too. They're what are munchos? I'm not really, sure I'm familiar. They're not really potato not. chips. They, no, you're right. They're chicken fingers. Pull up. They're <laughs> not chicken fingers. If you could, Connor, pull up a photo of munchos. See if you'll recognize All the right. bag as soon as you name it. As soon as you see it. You may not know the name uh, off the top of your head, but munchos. I love those. They're more uh, tender. Oh, uh, 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 They, they yes. melt in your mouth very, very easily. And, uh, and they're I, the I, same they, sort of, of, of compressed um Quasi chip. Do they have any flavored munchos, or is it just straight up muncho muncho? Uh, it looks like <laughs> muncho muncho muncho. <laughs> so uh, it looked like they, uh, Connor had some flavored. Uh, oh, really? Flavored ones up there. Interesting. Uh, they, they were up in the corner. It's like it's I don't like know. They made a chip out of uh, yeah. powdered um, mashed potato, meat, and they compress. You know? That's exactly. Yeah. And that I, I consider Pringles that in that family. Right. Uh, I would. Yeah. They make flaming hot. Munchos. They're not bad. They're not bad. I like those. Given given my choice, because they're not of, greasy. Of munchos and the Pringles, they're not greasy. What do you think of potato sticks? I love them. Love those, but, but they're incredibly greasy. You yeah. will get grease incredibly all over greasy. your hands yes. when you're done. But as a yeah. kid, oh my god, I ate potato yeah. sticks all the time. I used to love them. Yeah. What do you think of bugles? Love them. I love those. Potato. Those are I don't corn, know. right? I don't think yeah. I like them that much anymore. Now, I'm I'm not saying they taste bad, uh, but I'm. Uh, the most fun thing was to put them on your fingertips and, you know, yeah, yeah, claws. Do you know what? You know, bite a little. What's dangerous for me? Hers cheese balls. Yeah. And actually, again, back on the menu, and I have to stay away from them, are the Frito, Frito corn chips. Okay. Oh, just regular Fritos? Yeah. The the barbecue Frito corn chips are. No, I don't like barbecue. Um, as far as corn chips are concerned, I think Fritos are the least best. Uh, the least best? Yeah. The worst? The worst. Yeah. The worst. least best. Oh, my God. What are the best best? Uh, I want to say... What about uh, the best worst? The maybe Wise brand is better. Hers brand is them. better. I always just get the Frito, uh, Frito-Lay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a side-by-side comparison. Frito is not a bad corn What do you chip. consider the most magnificently underwhelming? <laughs> the magnificent... Fritos, probably. 
right. but the Fritos barbecue corn chips are better than the regular corn chips. All right. Okay. Yeah. I do like I do like the different flavored ones. I like the barbecue ones, and I also like uh, the like the chili cheese ones that they make too. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty good. What's as well. the uh, What's the base ingredient on like a Cheeto? You know, like is that is that corn? Is that it's got to be corn? I don't wait, 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 Cheeto or Frito? Or Cheeto. Cheeto. Frito is, with, is without, corn without the cheese. Uh, yeah, it's got to yeah. be it's got to be a corn base or no corn like matter. Okay, is is there any onion in Funyun besides <laughs> no? The but there is fun. <laughs> yeah. There's like an onion, the same way there's no potatoes and Pringles, it's like right. onion and Funyun. It just sounds fun. like a very yeah. philosophical question, Wait, to be there, honest. you're saying there's no potatoes in Pringles? I mean, it's like, to me, it's, it must be like mashed potato mix. Right. That's I, compressed I and heated. It it's all a mystery. In a blast furnace somewhere <laughs> in another country. What about Takis? You guys into Takis? Oh, uh, my son is so What's into that? Takis. Never it's like a that. super spicy... Um, Cheeto, no. essentially, yeah. It, it, no, it's super spicy. It's a, no, it's more of like a not a Cheeto, but no. like a Dorito. Yes, uh, but the chip is it's actually crunchier than a regular. And now Dorito is trying to Dorito. They're trying to respond to the popularity of the Takis. Your yeah. girlfriend is into Takis. My right? girlfriend loves the Takis. They also have like a spicy hot Cheetos that are sort of a um, competition to to the Takis. People will do like these taste tests or these right. challenges on the right. Takis. Oh, you see it all the time. They, yeah. they, they get leveled. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm in that camp. No, I'm not a Taki fan at all. I, I'll, I'll try them from time to time, but uh, yeah, they're not for me. Alright, well, anyhow, so Doritos has a new flavor that's coming out. It's a, it's a riff on the uh, on the Cool Ranch. It's a different one. I forgot what it was called. I threw the story away. No, here it is. Tangy Ranch is what it's called. What are we Maybe whoever it is will give us a little cheddar cheese for our effort. Which isn't the point. Which isn't the point. I mean, if he doesn't pony up, you take his shit. Exactly. <laughs> Bingo. All right. There you go. Thank you. All right. Thank worth you. It. Worth you, it. Worth it. Totally worth it. For you, Philadelphia. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all we have time for. Wrapping up the Connoisseur segment. Uh, we have a guest who joins us a little bit, and he's going to be a new resident to the area because he's that? joining the Philadelphia Flyers. Cam Atkinson. We'll talk to him in just a moment and get into some of the things when we come back. Stay with us. UMMR.com, the way thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop, and WMMR.com. All right, uh, we are going to get our guests on just a moment. Hang on, I was sending an email. Sorry about that. All right. Um, <laughs> while we have a second uh, yes. before we talk to him, we have a few more things to give away. Yeah. Oh. I should probably take care of that. Should I do some of the movie screening passes? Yeah, you know, let's do those because that is very time sensitive. I will give away the rest of these. We have uh, seven left. Uh, and it is for the Suicide Squad movie. 98% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the AMC Fashion District. Uh, so 215-263-WMMR will take the next seven callers and we will pop you in. Uh, at the AMC Fashion District. And don't forget, it's uh, James Gunn, who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yes. Just play a clip from Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, he obviously knows how to do it right. So we will uh, set you up with those and get you out to the movie uh, before it opens in the theaters, which I believe is that Friday. Oh, my God. We didn't get a chance to touch on this. What? What? Um, how long before we talk to our guest? Two minutes. A couple minutes. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll hold on. We'll talk, to, we'll talk about this after that. How about this, though? This is kind of interesting. Uh, since we have two minutes, um, who would have thought that back in 1987 that Rick Astley would still be a part of the pop culture landscape? Yeah. Decades later, the song Never Gonna Give You Up has now exceeded a staggering one billion views on YouTube. <laughs> wow. One. Now, 
How many times is that incorporated into the classic Rick Roll? I, they didn't, but right. any time it's played on YouTube, yeah. that counts. But by the way, Case, do we have a clip of that song anywhere? Or Oh, you're getting the Zoom set up. I'm sorry. Um, the, to give you some perspective, uh, that's more than Thriller Yeah, uh, wow. from Michael Jackson, arguably the greatest music video ever made. Uh, and what did Mr. Astley have to say about reaching this milestone? He said... I am kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so that was his comment on that. Do you know what he was able to do during the pandemic? I mean, not that, hey, lucky pandemic. But he uh, was able to do some performances from his studio in his house and show that he has more range, uh, playing guitar and so on and so forth and doing some covers. And he's actually real deal. Nice. Uh, he plans to commemorate this achievement with two releases. First is a new Never Gonna Give You Up limited edition. And it's a signed, numbered, and colored 7-inch vinyl single, uh, which you can already pre-order. And also coming soon is a new mini-documentary about the video. And that features new interviews with uh, Rick, uh, songwriter-producer Pete Waterman, and director Simon West. So they're actually going to go through the specifics of this goofy little video. Do you remember when you first saw it? To me, it looked like Alfred E. Newman with a deep voice. Yeah. And it just didn't fit. No. It didn't. The voice didn't fit with it. And he's... Right. He's this awkward, pasty white right. guy uh, singing this soulful thing, and uh, it was kind of weird. Uh, so, by the way, Simon West went on to make blockbuster movies such as Con Air and The Expendables 2. Uh, meanwhile, Rick has fully embraced the internet age. He's launched a TikTok channel during lockdown, as you were saying, Steve. Yes, yeah. And it's now his biggest social media account. He has 1.9 million viewers. Isn't that great? And he also achieved the most... Uh, upvoted post in history in the history of Reddit when he shared a photo of himself riding a bike in Las Vegas in 1989. I don't know why. <laughs> I haven't seen the picture. I don't know what the story is. Uh, there's even a never going to give you up uh, emote for Fortnite. I don't know what an emote is. Uh, I, I, uh, maybe a character? Uh, uh, oh, and Fortnite's a dance, so oh, you can do those, those dances. Right. Okay. Rick Astley conquering the world one Rick Roll at a time. A That's billion great. views. Yeah. Great. I mean, because that song, the song probably still would have been out around on, you know, adult contemporary and right. easy listening radio stations. But the video still would have made money. But this being a practical joke. Yes. has turned it into this Ooh. massive animal. Look at so. so many of those things. You remember the uh, uh, the sigh? You know the um, oh yeah uh, that that song. Everyone Gangnam Style. Gangnam yeah. Style. First, everyone saw this crazy video, oh, and that God. was the first thing that got it rolling. I forgot what it was. There was something like depressing that happened that week. And Nick, you go, you just sent me, and you go here, watch this. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like. Thank you. And Wait, it just and it turned it me around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was it was the it was the Gangnam style and yeah. it made me happy after because the video he's doing like yeah. a hop along dance. Yeah. Sometimes that can that can do can be what you need. Yes. That goofball little thing. So speaking of goofballs. Yeah, well yeah. I don't know. We haven't met him yet, but I, I'm looking I think he is one. All right. Well, I've been told. Well he's part of the club then for sure. Uh recently acquired by the Flyers, uh comes from Columbus Blue Jackets. By the way, the all-time leader with six hat tricks for the team. Oh, well, I like that. We want to see some of those here. It'd be a pretty sweet deal. Uh, please welcome number 89, a right-winger, Mr. Cam Atkinson. <laughs> What's up, Cam? How you doing, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks doing, for having me. Doing well. No problem. Where are you as we speak? I am currently in Columbus right now. Okay, and question: Where, where do, we need to find out a little bit about you? Where you, where you're from? Where'd you grow up, and all that? 
Yeah, no, I, uh, I grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut. I have five brothers back home. Uh, actually going to go see them Sunday and then make my way to Philly uh, the following Sunday. Um, excited, obviously. Join the Flyers organization. Nice. Um, you know, heard nothing but good things about, obviously, living in Delco. So <laughs> we're looking at going to be a Delco. That's awesome. That's a spot to be, I think. So uh, yeah. looking at that area right now. All right. So where do you <laughs> fall in the line of, of five brothers? I'm right in the middle. The middle. Right in the middle. I'm okay. a middle child, Third too. child. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And what about hockey and the rest of the family? When you get five brothers, there's more than one that's going to play hockey usually. Uh, yeah. I mean, as you can imagine, it was kind of a gong show uh, growing <laughs> up. Um, my brother that's two years older than me went to prep school, uh, Avon Old Farms with me, and then went to Boston College as well, oh. uh, where we obviously both played with uh, Kevin Hayes, the mayor of Philly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's the uh, he's the only brother that you know pursued it to an extent. Uh, other than that, all the, all the rest of the brothers play men's league. Oh, okay. okay, all right, that's cool. And uh, that well. Hey, do, do you ever do, have you ever jumped into one of their men's league just for fun to play around and uh, show them how it's <laughs> and done? And just kill them? No, you know what? It's uh, no. I've uh, heard you know too many horror stories with high stick to the face or <laughs> getting into getting into fights and stuff like that. So, right. oh, um, you know, I uh, I let them do that. I let I'll, them do that work. I'll right. tell you something. We, Nick and I were at a charity event one time, a, a hockey charity event, yeah. and that was one of the most brutal hockey matches I ever saw in my life. So, was it a cops versus firefighters. <laughs> yeah, right? I think it was yeah. for, for, for Officer Fox. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you're a wise man for not doing that. Just stick to the uh, yeah, to the main exactly. sport. Wow. So, <laughs> besides uh, Kevin Hayes, uh, Cam, are, are you buddies with anybody else on the Flyers? You, you got you know uh, Drew at all, or do you know any of the guys? Uh, just you know from playing um, or working out in off season things like that. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously at Boston College, I could play against JBR when he was at UNH. Um, you know, one of my best buddies uh, and my wife's best friend are the Hartnells. So, ah. um, you know, he said obviously nothing but great things about all the guys on the team. And, you know, once you play these guys a bunch, you you, you get to know them through friends or other teammates. And a lot of them have reached out and, um, you know, just excited to join the boys. Uh, it's uh, It sounds like. You know, we have a pretty good locker room, and, um, you know, we're going to win the Cup, so excited about that. Nice. And listen, dude, there's a lot to explore and for you to learn about Philadelphia. You've heard, you know, tell of Delco. but um, <laughs> And Columbus is a great town. It's a, it's a cool, it's a pretty town. I've been there before. But, College town. Yeah. Philly's yeah. another level, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you are you, uh, are you a foodie? Are you into to digging into the culture and stuff of cities? No, absolutely. Uh, you know, I have nothing but great things to say about Columbus, but excited about this next next chapter in, in my family's you know life and um definitely a foodie uh history buff wow. uh, to an extent um always uh, you know always wanted to learn about uh, the culture and the city and the community obviously and uh giving back so excited about this uh this next venture and are you aware that to us here rocky is a real person <laughs> 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 There's no true, two man. ways about it. No. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. tell us, uh, you know, and and listen, we're going to be one of the more informal interviews that you have uh, here in Philadelphia, as opposed to you know the, getting the X's and O's and the, and all yeah. the numbers and and all that. So we want to find out. You know, we we talk about personal stuff and just what you're into and everything. But tell us a little bit about your family, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, I have two boys. Um, actually, when I got traded, it was my my oldest, Declan's third birthday. Um, so that was a pretty eventful day, but, wow. 
Uh, I got a three-year-old and a 17-month-old boy, Caden. Um, so the family's getting bigger and bigger. And, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, it's family's the most important thing in my, in my world. And uh, obviously super excited that, you know, I'm even closer to Connecticut where right. my mom and dad and brothers will be able to come watch us play. Yeah, uh, those are cool names, by the way. Declan and Caden, are those family names? Or do you guys just uh, uh, gravitate toward them a different way? No, we just gravitated toward him. You know, I, my three older brothers have red hair, and uh, <laughs> Declan was actually born with a full set of red hair. So, you know, we weren't sure if we were going to call him Caden or Declan, but you know, obviously with the redhead, we yeah. uh, we chose Declan, and and then Caden was born um, with a full set of blonde hair. So, <laughs> got a mixed bag, but uh, you know, they already got their flyers gear. They're rocking it almost every day, and uh, of course, they got a bunch of gritty. Uh, oh, stuff oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah, Gritty, man. Gritty's a, when the the day we saw when they debuted Gritty and we saw the picture, we were like, no, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and the next day, Gritty came to the station and we're like, this is the greatest thing yep. ever. We <laughs> got the it. Greatest thing yeah. ever. So Gritty rules this town. That's unbelievable. I mean, I, I think everyone thought the same thing. Um, you know, what the what the heck is going on with this? And, <laughs> yeah. You know. Became yeah. a phenom that you know everyone gravitates toward gritty. Um, even uh, my wife, I mean, oh, she's into a stuffed animal gritty as well. So. <laughs> All right, Cam, what what shows you into? What uh, what do you watch? What's uh, what's your favorite? Honestly, um, you know, lately I, I haven't really been watching too much TV. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of the latest that uh, my wife and I watched. No Ted um, Lasso for you. Ted no, Lasso. Honestly, I, I haven't I haven't yeah. got into any of that. Oh, um, okay. You know, Entourage was my my big uh, <laughs> big show. You know, I like to watch that on repeat. Are you um, a uh, a Real Housewives kind of guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to you know I tend to dabble uh, occasionally. Um, but yeah, All right, how about movies? No, I, Are you into any of the franchises, the Marvel uh, universe, or any of that? No, you know, it's wow. uh, like I said. I'm just I'm not. Uh, I feel like I don't have any time. Uh, you know, I'm I'm either with the boys. Uh, you know, try, playing some sports well, on the sports court that we have here in Columbus. You're a committed father, and you're a professional who invests time into his sports, so we can't comprehend that. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Although, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be interesting, Cam, as your boys grow up, because when they start getting into, say, the Marvel Universe yeah, or, yeah. or whatever, it will force you into That's it, you know? Right, so, yeah. like, it, it, it might be... Without that question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you just you know, give it some time, and you're, all of a sudden you're going to become and be forced to become a Spider-Man fan or whatever. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, my my boys, well, Declan loves Spider Man and Superman. Um, you know, he's a big he's a big Blippy fan right now. I'm not sure if you guys uh, no, what's Blippy? Seen Blippy. Yeah. What is Blippy? it's like a he's like a knockoff of who is he like uh, not Peter or no, what's his name? Uh, I forget the guy's name. Not no, Peter North. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, oh okay. like oh, Paul Rubens. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's. Uh, and it's actually pretty educational. I mean, I watch them like I learned so much <laughs> crap yeah. on there that oh, dude. I saw. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, legit. Crazy. When, when my kids were young, same thing. I mean, I go watch these these goofy little shows, and I'm like, I never knew that that was the major. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of Brazil. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, on my days off, I tend on just putting Blippi on YouTube and try learning things on the fly. But uh, yeah. 
that's uh, that's what we got going on. As, right. as an athlete, and when you obviously you know, and right now you're you're relocating your family. They're younger, so the impact you know, it's not like they're you know firmly entrenched in schools and stuff like that. But is it the kind of thing that you sit down and you know do you get a, a a consensus? Do you 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 check with them first and make sure everyone's on board, even though obviously your kids are younger. But it's it's I'm sure it's something that that you have to consider, right? No, absolutely. My oldest, uh, obviously Declan, who's three, we had him enrolled in a school here that he was about to start uh, middle of, of August. So um, luckily he's young enough. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we're best friends with the Hartnell. So uh, my wife and, and Katie Hartnell, both of our boys are going to the same pre-K next year. So uh makes that transition a lot easier for my wife who's kind of in charge of all that oh it sounds it's a perfect fit that's cool and and scott's yeah. been a long time a friend of the show too and now does the local tv which is which is great so um you know it, it's cool to have that connection with the hartnell family i do want to ask you a, a hockey related question cam because last season last season and last year and a half has been so weird for everybody including the sports world and and for hockey in particular there was no training camp uh there was you know it was just the season began and nobody quite knew how to um how to get into the regular season because there was no real practice beforehand. This year, it's going to be different from that, assuming things go the way that they've been going. So there is a training camp that's that's planned. And the Flyers are going to be a very different team this year. A lot of trades, a lot of movement. You know, they announced yesterday that uh, Brian Elliott's going to the Lightning. So it's going to be a different team than they were last year. Is that... Um, is it almost like a fresh start for, for not only you, but for everybody else coming into training camp because it was so different last year? Absolutely. I mean, last year was an absolute gong show for everyone with no fans and, you know, the debate on whether we're even going to have a season. So, um, you know, times are somewhat going back to normal and with training camp and the exhibition games and just having fans in the building. You know, I think that's the that, that's the most important thing. We play for the fans and, um, you know, it was tough playing those games last year with no fans. It, it, it was almost like exhibition games. Hmm. So it was hard to kind of be, get motivated and, and get your energy up. But um with all the, the changes that chuck fletcher and the rest of the crew have done for the flyers organization i mean just look at the the roster it's it, it gives everyone a fresh start but we're also bringing in a lot of veteran guys and um you know the time is now to win and, and i couldn't be more excited about this opportunity uh for me as well just have a fresh start and do what i do as far as a hockey player and bring my energy and um, goal scoring and all that and all that good stuff. We can promise you that the Stanley Cup parade here in Philadelphia <laughs> would be unparalleled. Oh God. Yeah, because yeah. this city has been waiting for this for the longest time. So yeah, it's very you know the level of excitement is uh, far even far more than you would imagine. Yeah, I mean, there's no excuses anymore for for this club. So. Uh, like I said, super excited about this opportunity, nice. to say the least. Excellent. We're looking forward to it, Cam. We're glad you're on board, man. We'll meet you in person when you get to Philly. But uh, uh, can't wait for you to come in and, and make things happen. But it's nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on this morning. Yeah, great great meeting you guys too as well. And thanks for having me. You got it. Cam Atkinson, guys. Very nice guy. Really nice guy. And a dude can score goals. Yes. yes. Uh, which is phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, He's second in the Blue Jackets history. I mean, they, you know, they have a shorter history. They're an expansion team. But, um, yeah, with uh, he's second uh, for games played, goals, and points. Uh, so he puts it in the net. Yeah, and, and it's just awesome. cool to have a relationship with those guys. You know, yep. they, they come to camp out for hunger every year, and it's, uh, it's nice to build it with a new guy coming to town. So here's the thing I was going to bring up uh, right before we went on with him and forgot to mention is I know. today, 40 years ago, MTV premiered. 
Oh wow! Yeah, forty years ago. Do you well, now? I do remember that because I'm 140, but <laughs> uh, I, I do, uh, and I remember the big build up to it. I remember the uh, there was like a ticking clock. I remember all of that oh, stuff. Oh wow! Really? Oh yeah. And yeah, the, I wasn't born yet. Yeah, so. yeah. So, Kathy, yeah. Shut, shut up. So <laughs> your so dad was still with Janis Joplin <laughs> yeah, at the same yeah. time. Where I was, um, MT, we didn't get the debut of MTV. Yeah. It came in like I guess a, a couple of months later because cable companies were still picking it up. So I was in but New York. You were in New York. Yes. That's where it was. Absolutely. And you got the debut of it. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> it was wild. Around here, in MTV at that time was Channel Thirty One. That's right. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, it was Thirty One forever. Yeah. By the time I got here, it was still 31. And then VH1 was 41. VH1 came in yeah, later, and then you had VH1 Classics, and you had MTV2, and you had... So it, that was when it was, you know, on firm ground as, as a, an empire and, and, and a music industry decider. And it was... It went from... So the big thing in the beginning was, of course, I want my MTV. And then there was the fact that you could get a um you could have it play through your stereo so that was you could yeah. have stereo music from your tv and that was the big push but also it was uh, i think a, a great entree for anybody who was just into music and yep. finding new music it, it wasn't like listen you, you listen to mmr you're gonna get rock music right if yeah. you watched mtv you got everything you right. got rap <clears throat> and rock and pop and you know country and all of it um and i remember explaining to people who hadn't seen it what it was and that description was kind of funny it's like no okay it's like the radio (laughs) but on television you actually see these people they make like these short movies about songs and 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 they act them out and and uh and it was just kind of weird trying to explain to people what it was so the first uh, so uh my first radio station was wbab and then i went to wdre which had just become wdre after being wlir at that point in the music industry, these artists would routinely make these videos, as you're saying, press these short films. It's kind of a promotional thing they give to the yeah. uh, record companies. Hey, look at this. Here's a visual representation. Yep. A lot of those artists tended to be on the progressive alternative side, like the the, the Buggles and, and uh, you know, like the, uh, um, the Tubes and um, artists that would become like mainstays of MTV. And that's why you saw a lot of that happening. And so some of the more classic artists had to sort of catch up. And and uh, get their videos done, but that's why you saw this wide smattering of bands you'd never heard of because they just had all these videos sitting around, and that's what they populated early MTV with. Let's keep in mind that uh, um, MMR was somewhat represented at the beginning of MTV. Absolutely, Mark Goodman. That's right. Was actually the first personality the to be on there. Wow. Uh, I think we have a clip. I had Marissa. Did you send over the clips? There should be a clip from this morning, Casey, okay. about Mark Goodman and. Mm. Well, first, let's do actually the countdown to the right. very, very start. Right. Oh, hang on a second. I got to get you. Uh, uh, I got to get you that. Hang okay. on one second. Because I, I right. had it and then I then I lost it. And MTV launched countdown. Yep. I'm sorry. I That's right. jumped around a little bit. Ready to so go. Here. All right. This was the the very beginning. This is how it all yep. rolled out. Before this, there was nothing, and then this. T minus ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. We've gone for main engine start. We have. gentlemen rock and roll and that iconic 
that iconic jingle yep. that they used forever, and and they ran with the the Moon Man thing and, forever. And that, was, that was their theme. That's the award they used to give. And then we have a clip of uh, Mark Goodman. I think this might have been his, the the first break on there. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's kind of the mission statement. Not only am I real excited that my very favorite sneakers could be here with me tonight, but uh, we are all very excited here at MTV to be bringing you the best music all day, every day. But we're also going to cover the music world from coast to coast, and we do mean that. All 50 states, every day, we're going to have special reports for you from across the nation on almost any subject that relates to music. And you can hear in the background uh, yeah. the Buggles, Video Kill the yep. Radio Star. So that was the first video played. Right. I've got the list of the first 15 videos that were played. Yeah, please. If you want to know yeah, what go ahead. Okay. Out. Well, I'm just interested because I, I, you know, I essentially have only been alive for, you know, uh, with MTV around. Um, so I was just curious as to what it actually did to sort of change the face of music. You know, what it were you guys lot. doing before MTV? It was a, first off, they were able to recycle, as I said before, all these promotional videos that it was, nobody was using. I think Bob Pittman, one of the founders <laughs> of, of MTV, said, here's a way to, to start incorporating that. But Preston... You know, it was a, it was a, um, it became a seismic, it built slowly, taking up as more and more people got access to it. But once it was in enough homes, it became sort of a tectonic shift in the way marketing took place for the music industry. Case, I remember immediately becoming fascinated with it when I first saw it. I was like, this is, I've never seen anything like this because you, what you had before that were the albums Mm -hmm. and the album cover. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. Or a magazine like Circus Magazine and and some of these others, uh, you know, a Cream and and uh, and Rolling Stone, where you could look at pictures. So that were taken, but, but what you didn't have were these essentially vignettes of the songs. And and also it was like I remember telling people, what if a song w- happened in real life? Right, right, right. Um, okay. That's kind of the, the or, whole thing behind it. It was just clipped like a clipped concert. Yeah, some of them were. Some mm-hmm. of it was like that, and that was fine. But you, there were so little videos in the initial run, Preston, that you'd see the same ones over and over again. Yeah, the rotation, and then was as tight. it started to fill out, you'd you'd go home and say you'd sit there waiting for the video that you really wanted to see, like the radio mm-hmm. when you would you know record a song or I hope they play this tonight, and that was the same sort of vibe. At thirteen, Preston, before prior to MTV's launch, what were you listening to, and what did MTV turn you on to that you maybe not have? wouldn't have found without it uh, at the time i was still i was way into the beatles i always have been but that's when they i was really really into them but man whatever came on the radio and at that time it was you know uh it was um the fix and stuff like that no no the fix wasn't yeah. until much later until that was like mid-age like 80 85 86 but um or maybe there was a little bit earlier than that but at that time uh, I don't know, man. Okay. Yeah, the first the videos, I, I remember there was a, P, a lot of Pete Townsend. There was a Stop yeah. Dragging My Heart well, Around. Let me, let me run was, through yeah, this, the, the list. First 15 videos were The Buggles, who killed the yeah. video, killed the radio star. Number two was Pat Benatar, You yes. Better Run. Great song. Uh, number three, Rod Stewart, She Won't Dance. I don't remember that tune. Uh, the Who, You Better, You Better, You Better. Yep. Um, PhD, couldn't tell you who they are. Little Susie's on the top or on the up. Uh, Cliff Richard, We Don't Talk Anymore. Yeah. I like that song. Right, how's that yeah. song go? It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. Uh, then you have The Pretenders, Brass in Pocket. Yep. Todd Rundgren, Time Heals. Ario Speedwagon, Take It on the Run. 
Uh, Sticks, Rockin' the Paradise. Uh, this one I don't remember. Robin Lane and the Chartbusters, When Things Go Wrong. Uh, Split Ends. Yep. With uh, History Never Repeats. Don't remember that song. Uh, 38 Special, Hold On Loosely. It's mm, a good song. Uh, April Wine with Just Between You and Me. And then the 15th one was Rod Stewart and the song Sailing. I don't give MTV enough credit for uh, how uh, important it was to my life growing up. Like, And Friday Night Video Fights, the top 20 video countdown. I can't remember when that debuted, if that was, uh, not not that it, when it debuted, but what night of the week it aired. But like I sat and I watched that, and that was important for me to see if, you know, the reflex still stayed as number one. <laughs> Some of the earliest videos that I remember were um, Who Can It Be Now from Men at Work. Uh, there was a, a solo song from Roger Daltrey called Free Me. Yes. And they played that over and over and over. Those two really stand out in my mind. Are, uh, from that, those early days of MTV. Um, okay, so hang on a second. What are those? Armadillos. Uh, the Men at Work video. Um, and. Yeah. Uh, down, laying down yeah, under. Down under yeah. Did that have the armadillo in it? I don't remember. It had it had them in the outback. It had yeah, uh, they were yeah, in the yeah, desert and stuff. Yeah, there was. Uh, but you know what? Also, you should stop and think about what it did for the music industry. It also changed the way um, commercials. It changed the way that um, there were some general approaches to directing films and television that changed. It was a much more st- you know quick staccato. Yep. One, two, cut. One, two, cut. Yep, yep. They, they changed production uh, and, and made it... Uh, and they were trying avant-garde things. They were yeah. trying weird things just well, for Well, you could. The, d- d- there were a whole bunch of directors that moved on to, um, you know, to feature films that started yeah. in videos. Yeah. Um, you know what video uh, I can't watch anymore, but as a kid I watched it all the time. But, like, you, you talk about those jump cuts, Steve. Yeah. Legs. <clears throat> From ZZ Top, yeah, yeah. there are. I mean, it's a cut every. It seems like every half second, every just, full just, second. Yeah. Watch those and, and and watch it now with on on your average show mm-hmm. one two cut one two and that's the way they do it. You yeah. don't get those sort of long one shots for a while. Right. So two videos or two sets of videos that made impact on me growing up. Uh, the first really was Michael Jackson when when Beat It hit. When Thriller hit, I mean, Thriller was an event when that came out, and that that record was so huge. That was a union. That was that it was that un- was that was the the marriage, so to speak, Nick. That me, that propelled both of them. To me, that's the pinnacle yeah. of it, and it's early on in MTV's days. But that was eighty three, eighty four, and I was you know a coming of age. I was eight, nine years old or whatever, and that was event television. And watching those videos and waiting for Thriller to come back on because it was such a huge hit uh, was was really impactful on on me when I was that young. And then um, the Aerosmith uh, Run DMC Walk This Way video. (laughs) I remember, I I didn't know Aerosmith very well. I knew a little bit about Run DMC. And then the marriage of the two, uh, I think that was 86 or 87. It really obviously uh, became a resurgence for Aerosmith in their entire career. And so I remember that having a a massive impact on me too. Video debuts. We were debuting the new song from whatever, Duran Duran or whatever. It was a big deal. It was a huge deal. Yeah. Um, hang on, Casey. Here's an answer about the armadillo. Yep. I'm going to go to Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, Bill? Uh, MTV introduced me to the group that had the armadillos working on it, The Clash. The Clash. You know? That's it, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Rock nice. the, the Casbah. Turn yeah. me on to The Clash. I still love them. Excellent. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, we have a we have a clip of uh, Nina Blackwood. Uh, she was one of the original MTV VJs, along with Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, and Martha Quinn. 
And J.J. Jackson, of course. I love J.J. He passed away, yeah. He died uh, in 2004. Here's a clip of Nina. I was working with people out in Los Angeles uh, that that also had the vision that video music was going to be something to be reckoned with in the future. So um, I was already kind of doing that in experimental fashion and then uh, came across in Billboard magazine an article about MTV looking for, you know, on-air talent. And it was just a hand-in-glove fit. Basically, when we had the uh, the fiftieth anniversary of uh, MMR at the uh, Foundry, I think it was was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, so Mark Goodman was there. Carol Miller, his ex wife, uh, a legendary MMR DJ. She, I don't know if she did anything with MTV, but there were a lot of the um, the people associated with those early days of MTV were there because they were also associated with uh, MMR. Mark Goodman came out to the MM barbecue one time. He came over and introduced himself to us. He was like, I wanted to meet you guys. <laughs> he was which so was cool. really cool. Like, man. I wanted to meet you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is, if you look at the, the original cast, you had, um, you know, Nina was the um, was, was the sort of the goth, you know, uh, crazy girl. And uh, uh, whereas Martha Quinn was the girl next door. Yep. Preston, right. I had the same exact moment at the uh, 50th reunion. I, like, tapped Kevin Gunn, and I was like, oh, my God, is that Mark Goodman? Like, yeah. He's like, do you want to meet him? I was like, yeah, 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 can you say hi? And I started, like, shaking, like, hi, Mark Goodman. And someone's like, hey, is this Marissa, uh, producer of Preston Steve show? He's like, oh, Preston and Steve. Oh. You know? And I was like, you know us? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Uh, so they, um, uh, oh, another early video was uh, Fashion from David Bowie. Fashion. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that was lot. another one I remember. Oh, those, and that helped. Bowie, um, you know, reignite his career uh, as yeah. well. Uh, there were a lot of careers that were reignited. There was a lot of, again, at that time, I loved, you know, uh, Depeche Mode and, and uh, Erasure and uh, and uh, The Smiths and, and all of these kind of bands that, and this little thing. Yeah. Uh, and it was Synth uh, Alternatives. <laughs> it, yeah. Didn't, yeah. Um, it really didn't hit with me until probably around 1984. Joe Jackson. 1984 was yeah. uh, when I really got into it. And I think, you know, like Van Halen and. Yeah. You had mentioned Michael Jackson, all and and this I think that's, <laughs> in the, but I also things. think it took a little while for the the bands to sort of come around and you know, do Start it right. Making them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Dire Straits uh, with Money for Nothing, and then also uh, the Walk of Life, which yeah. was just Baseball. sports highlights. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I was like, this is the coolest thing <laughs> ever. Know. And it was there was no production in that video. All they did was take sports highlights and and put it to the music. But um, um, Money for Nothing. That like that was computer graphics. That was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Co- computer graphic. They did rotoscoping, yeah. and then they had actual computer generated animations. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like sometimes the video kind of took away from the song. Like the like Sledgehammer. I never realized how great a song Sledgehammer was. I don't think I heard it on the radio. I don't. I had only seen the video, and I didn't care for the video that much. Well, sometimes what would happen is is that you. And it's part of the process. And when you hear a song, you create a video in your mind mm-hmm. of what you know, what you think it means. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that would be in conflict to the imagery that they went with, or they go with something goofy, and you're like, "No, this song means more to me than than what they did." Right. Uh, but other times it would be great. I think um, the video for you two's um, "All I Want Is You" with the the circus and the the the, the, the cross. You know the 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 the, uh, the little person who's in love with the trapeze artist, and right? That's a little that's a little theatrical film mm-hmm. there. That's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Or how about like the cars? You might think that right. video mm-hmm. it, that was it, it was like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one where he's on the fly? The fly. The fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the, the the early ones that I remember that were just a, a lot. I loved the one hit wonder ones like. Dexy's Midnight Runners, Come yep. Eileen, and uh, Men Without Hats, Safety Dance, and Big Country, um, Big Country. That was yeah. another good one. Uh, so, the, so the one hit wonders 
had a had a new place to go to as well. Uh, and that was a lot of fun too, seeing some of those, man. Um, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, it's 40 years ago that that debuted. Thought it was worth recognizing. We need to break. Um, let's give away some more goodies here. Uh, how about some Kona? I have a case of Kona Spiked Island Seltzer. It's a variety pack. And we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263. Let's take caller 12 and 13 at 215-263-WMMR. It's beer made with passion, quality, and a whole lot of Hawaii. It's Liquid Aloha from Kona Brewing Company. And you can enjoy Kona's Big Wave on Tap at Kona's, uh, at Kona. Let me try this again. You can try Big Wave on Tap and Kona Seltzers at Creekside Sports Bar and Grill. That's in Limerick. Indoor, outdoor seating, beautiful patio, picturesque golf course views, and a great event space. Visit CreeksideSportsBar.com. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hey, Philly. Come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram. Or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. That's Coldplay on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Where's Preston? He is producing a, uh, he's cutting a commercial quickly. It's an emergency commercial. It's for Kathy's Storm Chasing Service. Oh, okay. That's oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, it. she just started it yesterday. Yeah. And there is a, uh, a big drive to get people on board. And I'm glad that Preston's backing me. Yeah. You guys didn't adventure. know where I was? No, we no, knew where you were. You were. You were recording my Storm Chasing commercial. I am. I am. So, uh, <laughs> Kathy, take it away. What's Sorry. up at NJM Insurance Group Traffic? Old Lincoln Highway and Ben Salem closed. A number of Ben Salem roads closed uh, because of the storm damage from yesterday. But Old Lincoln Highway, both directions between Street Road and Horizon Boulevard. Uh, on the Schuylkill Expressway, we still have volume eastbound. The Blue Route into Conshohocken and Heavy, the Boulevard into the Vine. Uh, westbound side, broad to Pashyunk. And then again, uh, from City Avenue to Belmont at Conshohocken. Out at 202, where the left lane is closed. 95 southbound, Heavy, Cotman to Bridge. And then the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Gerard Broad Street to Enterprise Avenue. They're doing left lane construction there. Vine westbound slows Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill eastbound, the parkway to Broad Street. And then in New Jersey, 295 northbound between 47 and 42. We've got the right lane closed. That is construction. This traffic report brought to you by Audible. Audible delivers everything you love listening to all in one app. Stream the newest releases, bestsellers, Audible originals, popular podcasts, and more. Start listening free with a 30-day trial at audible.com. And that's your traffic. On 93.3 WMMR. All right. How's about we do the Bizarre File? Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. And is brought to you by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth Meeting, recruiting for a vitiligo study to test an investigational treatment. Adults 18 to 75 can register and reimbursement may be available. More info at Plymouth Meeting Dermatology. Well, police in Waterloo have arrested a man after they say he fired the gun when a neighbor questioned whether it was real. (laughs) The incident happened Sunday night when 42-year-old Tienzo Earl McNabb and his neighbor began arguing. Police say McNabb pulled the gun and pointed it at the neighbor. And when the neighbor accused McNabb of brandishing a BB replica, McNabb fired that very real handgun (laughs) into the air. Uh, police then showed up at McNabb's home, and a brief standoff ensued before McNabb was arrested and charged with assault while displaying a weapon and being a felon in possession of a gun. So he is in trouble. 
A woman who secretly swapped seven pebbles for $5.7 million worth of diamonds has been sent to prison for her role in the audacious heist at a luxury jewelry store in London's Mayfair district. Uh, Lulu Lakatos was sentenced to five and a half years in prison after a jury found her guilty of conspiracy to steal. Uh, She was part of an international gang that fled to France after stealing the diamonds from Boodles, uh, which is a gem store. And so... Uh, they haven't recovered the diamonds yet. <laughs> In the days leading up to the heist, the criminals held a series of meetings with Boodle's staff on the pretense that they were rep- they represented a wealthy Russian investor who was looking to purchase gems. Uh, Lakatos, who was born in Romania and lived in France, posed as a gem expert named Anna, who then went to Boodle's to have to value seven diamonds for the buyer. After she inspected the gems, which included a twenty carat heart shaped diamond valued at more than two point two million. Pounds, actually, God. then in money, it would have been closer to $3 million. They were individually wrapped and placed in a locked bag that was supposed to be held in the jeweler's vault until payment was received. But when Boodle's own expert became suspicious, the next day the bag was x-rayed and the store discovered nothing but seven ordinary pebbles. She had done the switcheroo. The dude. old switcheroo. Yeah. That's a, that's a bold maneuver. She used a distraction. She said, look over there, Jean-Claude Van Damme. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she used a distraction to swap the bag containing the diamonds for an identical one containing the pebbles before it was locked in the vault, according to a security camera video. After leaving the store, uh, she handed the bag containing the diamonds to one of her female accomplices before ditching the long coat, hat, and scarf that she wore as a disguise and boarding a high-speed Eurostar train to France. Uh, she was arrested on uh, a European arrest warrant last September and returned to Britain to stand for trial. But man, wow, man. A hell of a heist. Yeah. A man who was wearing a mask was shot in the neck with a BB gun at an Omaha Aldi on Tuesday in an apparent confrontation over masks. What's all these people carrying BB guns around for? We had a guy kill somebody yeah. the other day with a BB gun. So Phil Anson, spokesman for the Omaha police, said that the incident occurred in the vestibule of the Aldi as one man was leaving and another man was entering. Not something you do in a vestibule. The man who wasn't wearing a mask ran up and spit at the man who was. <clears throat> the two men began scuffling and wrestling, and the unmasked man pulled out a pistol-type BB gun and shot the guy. The man who was shot said that he had injuries to his face, neck, and shoulder and had to pull a pellet out of his, out of his shoulder, so he got shot several times. Uh, he said, I asked him... Why would you do that? And he said, you're on the other team. God. Oh, man. The unmasked man has been arrested on suspicion of felony, terroristic threats, and misdemeanor assault. All right. Here is a follow-up to a story we had. Might have been yesterday or the day before. So, last week, a guy named Richard Tim Jesse told an almost unbelievable story to friends and locals at the Polar Cafe about his harrowing encounter with a grizzly that supposedly yes. sank his ATV and stalked him for days. We, we we said what a nightmare that would be. In an interview with the Gnome Nugget last week. The Gnome Nugget? Yeah, he went into detail reporting that a grizzly bear pounced on him while he was riding his ATV across Big Four Creek in early July. The ATV, the trailer he was towing, and his phone sank to the bottom of the creek. Uh, he had said that he was able to fire a shot at the bear, which gave him enough time to flee for safety in his cabin, where he painted SOS, help me, on the roof. A passing Coast Guard helicopter rescued him four days later and transported him to Nome, where he was taken to the hospital. So the story about the bear attack, apparently 
may be nothing more than a tall tale. Son of a bitch. So, apparently, uh, the story went viral. Credit more, to Gnome Nugget for getting to the bottom of this. More details came to light about the incident. Some community members began to express concern and doubt about the veracity of the tale. The cabin Jesse took refuge in, as it turns out, was not his. It belonged to a fellow miner, though Jesse's cabin sat only a few yards away. An anonymous source said, we went out there to the cabin. We couldn't find a bear track within 500 feet of the place, but it should have been all torn up, according to his story. Uh, he said there's no hair, no tracks, no scat, nothing. Mm-hmm. Heavy rainfall in the region throughout July created muddy conditions, meaning if a bear spent several days around the cabin, it would have left visible tracks. Also, the door to the cabin that the bear supposedly vandalized had been tampered with. The doorknob appearing to have been knocked off by a hammer, the source said. Oh, so the bear had a hammer? The source has also said that their uh, trip out of the cabin left them with more questions and answers. When they got to the camp, the ATV and trailer were out of the water. Mm-hmm. They said he made a fool out of us. We found out that his story didn't match up what we found. The Big Fork Creek is around eight feet deep at the point where Jesse was reportedly trying to cross on his four-wheeler, they said. Another gold prospector familiar with the area says Jesse knew just how deep and unpassable the water was and that they had pulled another ATV out of the water just two days before. Jesse's more. Jesse had said the bear pushed on the bike is what she did. Uh He explained it during a follow-up interview on Tuesday. He said it pushed me into a hole of deep water. That's pretty much what I remember. It was all so fast. The bear was mighty big, and I was in deep water trying not to drown. Jesse said the Can-Am winch on his four-wheeler still worked, and he was able to use it uh, and some rope to get the ATV and trailer out of the water later. So that's what he claims. Yeah. Now, several miners came to the conclusion that Jesse had accidentally crashed his ATV and was embarrassed to admit it. Uh, and the, they suspect that there was never a bear involved. They said he had a legitimate reason for needing help, and the Coast Guard did a great job, and they were right to rescue him, but why did he have to make all this other stuff up? Uh, other details Jesse provided, though, are dubious. The sources claim uh, that they couldn't find any bear scratches or marks on the ATV. Oh, come on! But found a couple of grooves on the plywood covering of the trailer. He said, you can ask anybody in Nome that's, that's looked at the pictures I have at the trailer. The scratch marks on the trailer look like they were made with a screwdriver. Also, they they said uh, this anonymous source said there's just no way it was a bear. <laughs> well, he said a- also there was a cooler sitting on the ATV with two pounds of bacon and it was uh-huh. completely untouched. Oh come on! So there you go. They're saying that he made it. <laughs> I, up. I think he's just lonely. Maybe that was it too. All right, and that is all I have in the Bizarre File for you now. Let us take a break and come back in just a moment and get ready to get into the lesson question, trash and music news. Uh, Should I give away this? Yeah. One last pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. Hilarious. And he will be performing at the Wells Fargo Center on Wednesday, November 25th. Tickets go on sale today, five minutes ago. So they are on sale now. We'll take caller number 16, 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you tickets to that show, and good luck to you. We'll be back in just a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
Sage words right there. 93.3 WMMR. Three little birds from the amazing Bob Marley. 15 minutes after 9. Friday morning. Can you taste it? The yeah. weekend and the wonderful weather that is going to be accompanying it because today is going to be like 83 degrees in sunshine. Tomorrow's 80 and sunny. Uh, Sunday, however, um, 78 degrees. There's showers, maybe some thunderstorms moving through the area. We'll keep a close eye on that. But I'm looking at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, low 80s and beautiful. Maybe a slight chance for rain on Thursday, but after that, it looks good, too. So, yay. It's a wonderful thing. Um, Lesson question time. We're going to give away a Blu-ray copy of A Quiet Place Part 2 for the correct answer. And uh, let's see. What are we going to do? What? Oh, man, I don't even know how to ask this. How about this? Uh, What will the name of the reboot of Dawson's Creek be? Two one five two six three WMM was a quick one from early this morning. Will the reboot of Dawson's Creek be when they're older? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now if you know the answer, and we will do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, stories, stories. Let's get the stories. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Preston, the family of legendary pitch man Ron Popeil, who died Wednesday at the age of eighty-six, has revealed plans for his funeral. Popeil will be laid to rest at the famous Forest Lawn Cemetery in Los Angeles, but not before he appears in his last infomercial for the Embalomatic. Hey! Another purchaser of the Nutribullet receiving injuries after the popular mixer exploded during use. Alana Jackson plans on suing for her injuries, but says things could have been far worse because she had been looking at the neutral landmine. Mm. So. Oh my God! After his victory, celebrating uh, after his victory, uh, celebrity boxing victory, I should say, over Aaron Carter, Lamar Odom stepping back into the ring again to take on former heavyweight champ Riddick Bowe. Odom says Bowe will be bringing something his former competitor did not. Which is a wheelchair. That's your Hollywood track. All right, we will get an answer to today's lesson question. And we need to know the name of the reboot of Dawson's Creek when they're older. What will that be? Let's go to Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. All right, Josh, what's the answer? What will the re- reboot of uh, Dawson's Creek be? Dawson's Crick. Crick. Yeah, hang on, Josh. We're going to set you up with a Blu-ray copy of A Quiet Place Part 2, starring Emily Blunt, available now on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital. Or you can get a two-movie collection available exclusively on Blu-ray and digital. It's rated PG-13, and it's from Paramount Pictures. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today if you need cash fast. Bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensauk, New Jersey, or at armormetalsrecycling.com. Angels and Airwaves have released a short snip from their upcoming album, Life Forms. Losing My Mind mm-hmm. arrives with a music video in which frontman Tom DeLonge plays a sleazy character trying to make it big on TikTok. Uh, Blink-182 fans will appreciate that his character in the video is named Disco, the brother of his alter ego, Boomer, from Blink's first date video. 
I completely appreciate that, and I have no idea what it's about. Losing My Mind follows Angels and Airwaves, previous singles Euphoria and Restless Souls. Rage Against the Machine bassist Tim Comerford has partnered with Ernie Ball Music, uh, Music Man for a new line of signature Sting Ray bass guitars. The guitars retail at about $3,000 each and are limited to 200 worldwide, divided into four variants in three colors. Wouldn't it be cool? I mean, that, to, to me, if you're a musician oh, and man. you get a signature brand, what would... How honored would you be if there was a Preston Elliott drum kit? Oh man, uh, yeah. They mainly do sticks, right? Or what? Uh, what they have signature right. series of, yeah. and yeah, that'd be oh my god, that's pretty cool, right? Pretty incredible, yeah. So when it comes to crafting, let's say like an electric guitar or a bass guitar, right? And, and I'm talking about the electric kinds, like so. When you take like a Martin acoustic guitar, yes, the the creation of it all. I mean, it's really important to the overall sound of it. Yeah. When it comes to an electric guitar, isn't it more about the distortion and the pedals that you have than no. it is about? Okay, so help me understand that a little bit more. Or, or like a Les Paul. Yeah. Well, well, okay. So for the sound of it, yes. Uh, but there are specific uh, pickup configurations that you can use. Those are the you know the things that uh, that. Feel that that take the um, the sound from the strings and transfer them into okay like a know. humbucker right yeah there's humbuckers there's single coils there's a bu- there's several right, different right. kinds um, and where those are placed on the on on the the guitar uh, but a lot of it is feel and and its playability okay as far as the neck goes the, the the certain shapes and you can get different kinds of frets and scalloped frets and all now I only know a tiny bit of this stuff right and there's weight involved as well but yes the tone the the, the the tone that you get out of it does have to do with the physical makeup of the instrument itself. It is interesting to hear guitarists talk about their their instrument, and well, they, it's it's almost like you know I, I've heard guitarists almost refer to their their instrument as like a a living being that at a certain point you know accepts what it is in life. And right, it's it's, it's alive, <laughs> kind of. The new signature Stingray continued a long-standing relationship between Comerford and Ernie Ball, music man, who have collaborated together in the past. After all, Comerford has a personal history with the instrument. He said, I literally was like 18 years old when I saw a music man Stingray. It was a blonde Stingray with a black pick guard, and it was at a pawn shop. I scrapped, scraped up the money, and I got it, and that bass became the bass that I used to record the first Rage record with, and it's a big part of my life. One last story. Fred Durst fans are a little shocked by his new appearance. He wiped his Instagram account and posted just one selfie on Wednesday sporting wavy gray hair and a, hand- and a handlebar mustache with the caption that says, Thinking about you, 70, huh. with a spaceship emoji. And fans immediately reacted, writing comments such as, This guy needs a station wagon ASAP. Uh, Fred Durst looks like he's got into flipping houses on HGTV. <laughs> and Fred Durst went from doing it all for the nookie to doing it all for a good sale at the store and a great mortgage rate. Uh, That's so got to be a wig, right? It doesn't look like him at all. Well, I don't know. Pretty much bald or balding? Uh, real uh, tight crop haircut, if I recall. I, he, I don't know. Yesterday, Durst added another selfie with the caption, Dad Vibes, Chicago. Uh, Limp Biscuit is the Windy City uh, is in the Windy City to play two concerts. The first of which was a sold out official Lollapalooza after show at the club last night, and Saturday they will take the stage at Lollapalooza. You remember he's the one who directed that John Travolta movie. I do remember that. Stalker yep. fan. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, oh, and one more music news item. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, the Beatles, and yes. we have uh, our friend uh, Kevin Gunn, uh, who is uh, stepping in for just a moment here. Um, and hey, how you doing, Kevin? Good morning, everybody. Nice to see you. Guys? I told Kevin that we needed a, a Beatles uh, aficionado right. in here to speak on some authority, uh, and Kevin. I lied. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you? We're not talking about the Beatles. That was just to get you here. Because apparently, a date not too long ago rings when you arrived at WMMR 40 years yeah! ago. Entering yeah! in the studio, Pierre Bear and John DeBella are here as well. Kevin Gunn started working at MMR. I don't know the exact date, but around 40 years ago. We have a beautiful cake made for you. And in honor of your 40th year, we have a 40-ouncer of Miller Highlight for you, too, Kevin. How, do you, how did you know? Congratulations. Oh, that's my dream. Yeah. Man yeah. of 40. Wow. Do you remember when it was uh, 40 years ago that you started or what time Yeah, vividly. I had met a guy at Temple named John Bloodwell, and he was the promotion director here. Yes. And he since passed away, is he yeah, not? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, and he says, why don't you come down and hang out? Because I wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire in the, uh, in the film world. So uh, I came down and hung out. And the first time I came up, I'll never forget it. I walked into the lobby of the Wellington at 19th of Walnut. And there was a lady there with four pizzas, and uh, it was from a band called Holly and the Italians. That they, I said, well, I like it so far. There's three pizzas. <laughs> but down the hallway, there was Anita, our midday jock, interviewing um, Michael Anthony and um, uh, oh, uh, Eddie, Van Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm staying. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so it took a while uh, to get paid, you know, but I had a lot of... Great fun, a lot of great tickets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were just talking about, we were just having this conversation. That's exactly right. About staying with it. And then, uh, and but uh, one of the things that's really, it's true, is they kept me around an extra winter because at the time I was the leadoff uh, and shortstop for the softball team. <laughs> <laughs> and the general manager was heavily into winning softball oh games. So I, I kind of sustained like a, a whole six months of employment. <laughs> anyway, one thing led to another, uh, and they fired me. Oh. So <laughs> May, then I went away, but then I came back uh, and started working with John. Yeah, so so for those who may not know, it depends on how long you've been listening to the, the radio station, may not know. Uh, Kevin Gunn's role here right now is our production director and uh, handles all the commercial load and, and recording and, and getting that stuff done. But for the longest time, uh, you were a producer for the John DeBella show. That's exactly right. I, I met John. You you want to tell the story? Well, I, I, I showed up uh, one day and, uh, you know, and decided I was going to take the job. I don't have headphones yeah, yeah, yeah. on. So. Somebody <laughs> show him how to use a microphone. So the microphone, you talk to John, closer, you talk to the front. I'll learn this microphone yeah. thing soon. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, I know this story from how often he told it. All right. Uh, I showed up. Uh, I was coming to, you know, I had gotten a job. And I, I show up, and it was around October sometime. So I show up with a pumpkin, and I had red shoes on. <laughs> 
Uh, and he tells a story about it was like the Pope showed up with a pumpkin. <laughs> Hi, so, I'm DeBella. I brung you a pumpkin. Okay. That's what All he right. said. And, and actually, I, I spent a lot of time because I wanted to acclimate myself to the city really quickly. And one of the first things I did was sat. That was in the day where you would have this box in the studio with every town name in it. Oh, yeah. So that, you know, when you went to do the weather and yeah. it's, you know, and it's 54 degrees in Feasterville. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Kevin sat there at, using them as flashcards. <laughs> and I had to, and he would hold it up and I'd have to pronounce the name of the town. And, you know, and, and we would get to one. And then we get to one that says... Uh, Havertown. And he goes, that's where I'm from. I said, from this point on, it's Gunnerville. <laughs> and that's what we called it for the rest of the time I was on MMR. That's wow. great. Yeah. It was I mean, always Gunnerville. Wow. Callers would call up and John would say, hey, you won the tickets. Where are you from? And they'd say Gunnerville. Right. <laughs> Love it. And right. uh, it was just pretty strange because wow. I had grown up here, obviously. So yeah, by the time... What's up? Yeah, Sorry. John says to me, where's a place... Right. He says, where's a microphone? Where's a Step on up. How, how never is it that Bella and Pierre don't know how to use the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to sit back and be a spectator. Oh. But John needed a name of an airport that wasn't really real. A place right. where geographically no one would ever put, put an, an airport. airport. So I said, Wissahickon. Right. And he goes, so, so the, he's doing the weather, and he says, then it's 65 degrees at the Wissahickon Airport. <laughs> Phone bank lights up. Hey, you're Rube from New York. There's no airport in Wissahickon, and they took the bait, right? Right, yeah. Right, yeah. So, and so, uh, and we, we kept it that way for the longest time. It was the Wissahickon wow. Airport. Was the airport right? <laughs> and it's amazing the amount of people who actually thought the Wissahickon Airport existed. It's true. All right, so I have a question for you. When you started working with John, did you have any morning show production uh, experience at all before that? There's a there's a middle part of the story where I went to work for a small production company in Havertown. Oh, excuse me, Gunnerville. Gunnerville. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and when John took his show on the road, even though I wasn't an employee of the radio station, uh, I did know him from having worked there. And so they would take our company on the road as production assistants, right? Okay. Right. So right. I would and be the line producer. I would be on the phone with the, with Lou Brutus or Chip Hranick back in the studio, telling him what was going on on site and telling him when to break, when to when to spin records. And, and all that. So I had experience. And we had, we had an entire, uh, between the two of us, an entire package of hand signals. Because that was back in the day yeah, you where could, you, 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 know, you didn't have any. Yeah. So, so if you wanted somebody to speed up, you would you know, do this yep. thing. Where, you know, <laughs> if you wanted to stretch, you would pull yeah. things apart. Yep. But we had, we had some. And then one day we're doing, the, we're doing the show live at Atlantic City. And he doesn't know what I'm going to do. Right? And I don't have a hand signal for that. So I looked at him and I just went like this. <laughs> okay, so he holds his arm across his chest yeah. and right, right, waves right, against his bicep, right, right, yeah. which means I'm going to wing it. Yeah, he got it immediately. Oh Kevin has told me some of these. Now I know what this is. I'm going to do this. I'm going to point to my eye. What does this mean, John? Uh, that means ID. Identify. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. So if you uh, if you have a guest on, and you haven't said who they are in a while. You've been talking to them, and Kevin would go like this, meaning yeah. right. say their name, so oh, the wow. people that are just tuning in knows right. who you're talking about. Yeah. We we do this. We do different yeah, yeah, yeah. signals. You have to fight them. This looks like you're milking a cow. It actually means. Well, it means tra- time for traffic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, tra- oh, traffic. Tra- okay. yeah. That's what I would have thought. I the cow, or frat so. party. Yeah, or milk the cow. Now, uh, there was a time, uh, although it's, um, it's, uh, I don't remember it, but uh, between '93 and '96, apparently, I did a morning show here, and uh, that's the rumor. Kevin yeah. produced the show. Was brown. <laughs> God, God, love him. Mm-hmm. And, it was um, a four-hour show, but for Pierre put in a tight two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Go F <Yes>. yourself. <laughs> and I say that with as much love as I can I muster. know that. <laughs> you piece of S. <laughs> and I say that also with love. No. So, um, Kevin produced my show. It's not an easy task keeping me on track any given day of the week. And um, it wasn't a talk show, so it was more music-based. And so, if I would go on too long, which I was known to do, uh, well, what would you do? Well, at some points, I would just he didn't get... talk. Mm-hmm. He would sit there and just make funny expressions yeah. on his face. I'd put my fists together and then break them apart right. to say we, we go need to break. break. We need yeah. to break, right? right? Yeah. And then that soon wore off, any kind of effect that had. So there were times when we were really up against it, and I resorted to such measures as taking my microphone cord, Strangling yourself. Stressing it around my neck. And then like acting like yourself. I was hanging myself. Would you just please go to traffic or please yep. move it along? Right. Um, and then one of my other favorite ones was when I, I pulled out a picture of my three-year-old son. And I wrote a card that said, if not for me, then for him. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't play the commercials at the right time, yeah. Kevin gets no in show. trouble. Yeah, yeah. The producer gets in trouble if they don't air on time because the client doesn't have to pay for them if they don't run at a certain time. And aren't you, you are the creator of the Duke in the Box, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which, explain Duke what that in is. The box. Duke in the Box. Duke was a little nickname we had for Pierre. As we called him the Duke of Dawn because he was <laughs> neither. so i had the bright idea one day of having him come in the studio after a show and record like hey good morning everybody it's pierre robert we're we're starting off the show and there was one of those or a couple of those and then there was one where we threw it to earl bailey for news and another one where we recorded him going back let's get back to music and all that so they were like intros and outros and we've recorded them so if he didn't quite answer the bell at six o'clock well i had to be there by 605 or whatever that's outlandish oh i know and it was unreasonable i thought but um, all i had to really do was say it's 605 and it's tuesday and here's earl with the news that's really all i had to do so kevin said you keep missing that break and it just goes right to earl and he go good morning i'm earl and here's the news instead of hi it's pierre and here's earl with the news so kevin says we're gonna do duke in a box and i go what's that and he goes you're gonna go and you're gonna record seven or eight or nine or ten generic intros Mm -hmm. good morning it's a great day nice to have you with us Mm -hmm. and here's earl with the news just in case you don't make it and he dubbed them Duke in the Box. The only problem was they'd be my 11 a.m. voice, which was wide awake. And good day, and it's nice to have you. Then at 10 after, I'd come on and go, here's a traffic. By giving him that leash that he was yeah. just going to push it out to every day. Well, our relationship was still a work in progress. All right, all right. However, I, I did see that there was a, a reduction in tension, you know? So there Once was a benefit to it no matter how long it took how- Good. Let me ask you, how quickly did you work your way through all the options in the Duke in the Box? A uh, week to ten days. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Kevin oh, Gunn. <laughs> Kevin Gunn, and you guys can uh, confirm this, I think. I, I consider Kevin to be the historian of WMM. Oh, yeah. beyond the yeah. shot of a doubt. He remembers everybody and everything and has a story constantly. There is a There are boxes in his studio of uh, photographs, and I when I go in there to cut commercials almost every time, oh. <laughs> I reach in and I'll grab a random one. There's hundreds of them in there. I'll pull one out and I'll show it up to him. I'm like, Kevin, tell me about this person. And he's like, oh, 
let me tell you. And, and it just, not just who they are and what they did, but a really great story yeah, about yeah. each and every person. You guys will love this. The last one was earlier this week. It was John Brown. Oh, wh- oh really? Oh, wow. Well, well, what, from the Louis Louis Parade? That one? Uh, no, it was I, at Day Off on the Slopes. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so right. I, was, I hadn't have you hit? Brown. Have you hit Ray Coob in a coconut bra yet? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Jesus, That's something just, to look forward to. That just popped into my mind. <laughs> Wait, I got, wow. I got two stories that only Kevin can tell. The first one was our legendary newsman, Bob White, who lived in the Wellington building. And as I think I once told you guys, would just come down in his bathrobe and do the news. And and once you heard one newscast, you heard it all because he would rip it right off of the machine and read the same one over and over and over again. Twice an hour. Yeah, and at at my at my first Christmas thing here, I was new. I go, how come you don't do more like stories of in depth things, you know, environmental stuff? Whale news. I don't do whale news. <laughs> I go whale news. And but but Bob was known to have a beverage or twenty, and uh, we had a movie premiere. And um, tell him the rest of the story, Kev. So I think it was a Star Wars or something, and it was one of the uh, movie theaters down in Chestnut Street. Um, and there were doors that opened out of the theater onto Sansom Street after for the exit of the movie. Right. So our watering hole was right down the street, and uh, Bob had ducked out of the Star Wars premiere <laughs> and um, had a little fun. And But there was a regurgitation problem. And he, he was letting it all fly as the doors opened, <laughs> and all of our listeners come out. And the kicker was he was wearing an MMR staff jacket. And he was puking? So there could be, yeah, so yeah. there could be no doubt as to where he was. So he turned around and, and saw all these people looking at him, and he takes the back of his hand and wipes his mouth and says, Just making room for more. <laughs> Uh, in front of all of our listeners. Because Bubba would order drinks from the Bull Shot, which was the name of the bar, and um, uh, they would deliver them on a cocktail tray. They'd walk across 19th Street and walk down 19th Street with Bubba's drinks on a cocktail tray, get in the elevator. He would buzz them up to the third floor. Um, The other story, speaking of Bubba, uh, Bubba was 6 to 10. Michael Tiersen was 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., and Michael came in and had this, Atlantic Records had given him this leather album bag. It's like a man purse, but right. it holds albums. Really nice. And um, take it from there. Well, it was a beautiful summer night. Uh, <laughs> and the studio had these windows that went from floor to ceiling. And uh, in the corner in front of one of the windows was a chair. So Bubba John is entertaining this fetching young guest who he appears he's going to go out with yeah. after the, after the, uh, the show that night. And Michael sees her from across the, the two studios away through right. the class and decides he's going to make a grand entrance. So Michael was impish and energetic and eclectic and several other adjectives. <laughs> and he comes bursting through the door and looks at the young lady and takes his leather bag and twirls it once or twice and swings <laughs> it towards the chair in the corner. <laughs> oh, but he got a little too much air under it and <laughs> hit the top of the chair and went right out the window and fell three stories <laughs> to the sidewalk below. Oh, <laughs> and there was everybody showing their dental work like, what the hell just happened? Right. And Michael, without missing a beak, says... Hey, I got to go get that. <laughs> so we're all sitting around going, "What? Jesus!" Oh, one more story. Tell them the the Bubba uh, and the the not Jerry Lee Lewis. What was a guy? Bruce uh, Gary U.S. Bonds. Oh my God! Well, 
in the mid eighties, eighty four or something, this guy Gary U.S. Bonds, who had a bunch of hits like quarter to three, and and one with Springsteen in right? New Orleans. So yeah. Bruce Springsteen decides he's going to try and revive his career, and he wrote him a song called "This Little Girl Is Mine." Yeah, and it went out, and, they, and with the power of Bruce and Steve Van Zandt, it was kind of a quasi hit, and we added it to MMR. Except my dear late friend Bubba John Stevens was having none of this. He did not like, as he called him, Gus Bonds. And so, in those Gus days, Gus, I'm not playing a goddamn Gus Bonds. So, every morning we would go in, and it was my responsibility, like, to stock, you know, make sure that the albums were in the studio. And every day we'd go in, and there'd be a note from Bubba John with the song crossed out saying, record not in studio. <laughs> record not in studio. <laughs> and I, I said to our boss, Charlie, I said, Charlie, I put a fresh copy in this morning. I don't know what's going on. A couple days later, Charlie and I are in Rittenhouse Square on a cold winter day. Sun's kind of low in the sky, and so we're having a cigarette. And I look, and in the bush, I see this unnatural glint, a reflection. And I went, wait a minute. So I walk over, and I look, and there, stuck in a bush, was a copy of the Gus Bonds. Turns out Bubba John and the aforementioned floor to ceiling windows was frisbeeing him across <laughs> Walnut Street oh. into Rittenhouse Square. Oh. So he couldn't play it because he hated oh. the song that much. Oh, oh my God. God. That's Can't hilarious. do that with digital now, right? Oh, no, I mean, they would get upset if we threw their computer. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, besides, yeah. it would only hit the atrium anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're celebrating uh, 40 years ago that Kevin Gunn uh, started working here at uh, WMMR. Gunner, as we know him. I, uh, I'm identifying <laughs> the signal. Uh, and we got this uh, We got this cake for you. I want to thank uh, Kreeble's Bakery, Colleen Kreeble, for uh, yeah, making this. She's, she's one of the best ever. And it says, uh, Kevin Gunn rocking 40 years, WMMR, the rock and roll animal. I would be remiss if I didn't say that when I started here 40 years ago, I was sitting on the intern couch with a young lady named Sherry, uh, who was an intern also at Temple University uh, <laughs> graduate. And uh, we ended up getting married and oh. two kids. And wow. 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 two years together. So to say that things changed a little bit for the better for me when I walked in to 19 The Walnut 40 years ago would be an understatement. All right. That's great. It's awesome. What is your take on the station? What does it mean to you? And what do you think it means to the city? It was the portal to hearing the people whose worldview affected mine. In other words, they played the songs that got inside my head. you got to remember, this is like Vietnam War, this yeah. is Nixon, and my worldview was shaped by the people that I heard coming out of the speakers at WMMR. So I, I was already a fan of Top 40 Radio. It gave me chills to hear my favorite song. So the idea to me was, i got to get there. I want to go to that place. Uh, it, it wasn't my first choice, but I couldn't get into NFL films. And <laughs> it's true. Uh, but this, this was Years later, I could have helped you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one. Uh, don't I know it. Don't I John know it. John married into greatness. <laughs> uh, but this was what was supposed to happen. Uh, you know, I, we, Steve, Steve and I were talking. Yes, we were. We were talking about the immediacy of radio, where yeah. if you think about it, you can walk down, like, you can walk down the hallway and say it, and it's broadcasted. Right. Well, I don't know that I'd have the patience to write books or make movies or TV shows where you shoot it six months later, it's on. This medium's a riot, because you could have a snarky thought, and, it, and people can hear it within an instant. Yes, a flash. Right, guys? No, no, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, Kevin's also come up with uh, any, you know, whenever an, anyone needs an idea, let's ask Kev. You know, uh, um, he's a wordsmith. He is he total is, wordsmith. Yep. The, you know, uh, 
Did you not name the Emma Barbecue? I believe you did. I did, yeah. Uh, the, our 30th anniversary, the big 3-0 and the logo, uh, MMR at 45. You know, creative concepts and ideas. Even our Segway weekend last weekend or two weekends ago, uh, he heard me and Connor talking about it, and I did a little thematic Segway, and he goes, we got to make a weekend out of that. And he goes right. to Bill, and Bill goes, great idea, and Bill makes it happen. I mean, he's his creativity is... is uh, Boundless. Is there a home for young, wise-ass Catholic school students? And apparently they grow up and become, you know, this. Uh, I love walking the halls here and what Pierre did years ago with uh, with putting uh, the, the history of this radio station in the hallways. And I like to stop and take time and read a little bit of a part of some of these things that are hanging up the wall that I haven't had a chance to take a look at yet. And am beaming with pride in that I am a part of that family, too. Uh, and especially with you three guys here, you know, who have been, you know, the, the for a, just a gigantic chunk of, of the history of this radio yeah, station. We got here right special. after Franklin uh, died. <laughs> Pierre was going to cover it, but he lost the tape machine. <laughs> but oh, you know, to, to we have a Marty unit for you. Though. <laughs> oh man! To a lot of people, it's very, very important. Um, you I, know, I think we we all realize that we're caretakers of something much bigger than us. Mm. It's a conversation that this station and our incredible fans, Philadelphia fans, we've been having this conversation for fifty three years, and it goes back and forth. And we all know that we're caretakers of something that's bigger than us, and that's how I always look at it. So, um, there's nothing like it. I mean, there's there's, there's nothing like it. I and mean, people, there there are things there there are historical stations around the country, but there's nothing that I think. I mean, when you can walk into, you know, John DeBella was a legend on Long Island, and and it, you know came here, and and Pierre a legend. You and you and you're right, and to have this storied past, and then we come in. Um, you know, and and we're, we we benefit from the greatness that preexisted, but at its core, everything goes to the relationship with you, the listener, and what you bring every day to everything we try to do. From John, from your charity drives, and from Pierre, what you do, and from and and, and Kevin, what you come up with to to have be events in the calendar outside of just listening. That relationship is unbelievable and unparalleled. And we can never thank you enough, uh, listeners, uh, for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't be able to be here uh, 53 years if it weren't for that connection. There are very few, you know, stations alive. John is still alive and well because of his longtime friendship and relationship with uh, his listeners on our other station down the road. Uh, it's called um, don't tell <laughs> don't tell uh, MGK. Uh, CBS, <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah. MGK. Okay, right. All right, right. Uh, You'll be there still. I'm bleeding so badly. You you set me up. They would take away my comedy license if I did not deliver. Oh, my God. God. Last story for Kevin, and it's a quick one. Well, there was a time... When I was trying to get on at the station, there I would go to promotion. I got here to Philly, and I was working in a health food store, and I, I didn't really want to do that. And I applied to all the other stations, and they weren't accepting me. And um, this one, sta- the one that called me back, said the guy said, "You sound too mellow, like you're from California. You know, we, we need more upbeat kind of thing." I said, "Well, there could be a reason for that." Yeah. Uh, but I had just gotten here from California, but so 
There was this big event on the Parkway called Super Sunday. Oh God, that was so great back in the day. Yeah, and I mean all kinds of you know it was really it was a great big craft fair, fun thing in the fall, every fall. And I lived at Twentieth and uh, Spring Garden Street, so I went to it the first year, and then I went to it the second year, and I saw the MMR booth, and I was terrified, but I went up to it, and take it from there. We were uh, staffing it with a couple of interns, me and the aforementioned Sherry, uh, my wife, but we weren't uh, anything at the time. But we did notice this guy who was not from around here, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out like about 40 feet away, looking at us curiously. Uh, and so eventually he made his way over. Terrified. And, and uh, approached the uh, bench. <laughs> and he cups his hands together and he leans down very sincerely and says, hello, I'm Pierre. I said, hi, Pierre, I'm Kevin, this is Shari. And he says, uh, I was in radio in San Francisco, uh, but they changed formats of my station. So I drove all the way from San Francisco here to see if I can get a job at your radio station because I really like it. And I stiffened at the competition and said, yeah, pal, get in line. Everybody wants a job. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the East Coast. Peace and love. Exactly. Yeah, pal, get in line. Yeah, beat it, creep. Oh, my goodness. So great. Wow. Well, uh, Kevin, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is really, really sweetie. I, I'm, I'm touched, and uh, and uh, I'm grateful. I just, you know, this radio station changed my life uh, for the better, and so, uh, and there's much to do. Yep. yep. So, well, you, have, left. you have changed it for the better. We are, every one of us, better as a result of your energy and your passion and your drive and your incredible biting and stinging humor at times but right on the money observations and your writing skills and your love of this place and your love of this city john was right in the day because he wanted someone that represented the town he said what does philly think i'll go to kevin right and um you know and you are that guy and you continue to be that guy as vital if not more vital than ever so thank you well thank you for the impact and the difference you continue to make thanks it's an honor and uh I can't wait to see what's next. Thanks, Yay! Yeah, All right, cake and beer. Let's get to yeah. it. Kevin Gunn, my first and 40, man. It's my first 40. 40 years. We're going to take a break. Thank you, John, for being in here, too. Oh, we appreciate you. you stopping by. We'll come. We'll take a break. Get out. Come back, Eddie, <laughs> and we'll wrap up. I got a classic rock show to do. <laughs> Just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Are you an MMR? MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. This month's band is Dominique. Dominique, your Local Shots Artist of the Month for July. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Wrapping up the show today on MMR with some high energy. That's a good thing. Continuing into the Pierre Robert experience, which will be taking place in just a few moments. Today was a lot of fun to wrap up the work week. Yes. Want to thank our uh, guest this morning. Had a chance to meet Cam Atkinson. <laughs> Latest flyer acquisition. Uh, he's from Columbus and uh, is excited about looking for places in Delaware County. He really isn't. Uh, just so you know, oh, he I, I, I coached him before. the. Oh, seriously? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would be an idiot if 
to live in Delco and, and then try to go practice and try and go New practice Jersey. in Voorhees. Yeah. That would just be silly. <laughs> Those guys always set up camp closer to the practice facility. Makes but, sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was curious. <laughs> I thought. I thought maybe he saw Mayor of Easttown and he fell it. in love with the the, the Delco there. Way or something. I gotta live there. I gotta live there. Mayor of East. I gotta live there. Well, he ruled out Bucks County because of all the tornadoes. Right. Yeah. So, um, but nonetheless, he was a really nice guy, and it's going to be cool to have him on the team. He's a goal scorer, and sounds like he's a lot of fun. So we'll yeah. uh, probably see him uh, again in the near future. Uh, and thank you to Kevin Gunn this morning. Yay! Stopping in, we pulled the wool over his eyes, and we celebrated his 40 years ago, beginning uh, his work at WMMR, and uh, John DeBella for coming in, and Pierre Yay! getting up a little bit early and popping in. And a big, 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 big thank you to Colleen Creeble of Creeble's Bakery. Uh, they're in Eagleville. Uh, she is. From, she was on a Kick Wars on Food Network. She's a real deal, man. And they can cater your event. What? If you win Kick Wars. Uh, what do you think? Hmm. No, she didn't. She didn't win that episode she was on, but she's uh, fantastic. And she's also recently started up a uh, bakery food truck that can attend any event. Kathy, I know you're looking for ice cream. She does? Yeah, she does a truck. Oh, my God. What? Right? Oh, this is perfect. Yeah, so you can get in <laughs> touch with her. right now. <laughs> it says, serving king-size cupcakes and Via Veneto Italian ice. Via Veneto. I as well. Mean, fine, perfect. There you go. And Falling you can check out her website at creeblescustombakery.com <laughs> slash food truck. Uh, we will put a link on our social media and at WMMR.com and PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, she's also catered, uh, like, our wedding that we did at the Camp Out for Hunger. Right, yes. And... Uh, so she's a badass. Colleen, thank you so much for doing that. She she did that last minute for us. So I, I want to throw a lot of love her way. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's all the thank yous for today, I believe. And Pierre, back into the studio. That was a lot of fun. That was so doing cool. That with Kevin, yeah. Oh, my God. That He's was, the best. Um, whose idea was that? Uh, that was Bill Weston's idea. Very nice. Yeah, he he, he was aware of the, of the 40 years and was like, you know, I'd love it if we something. could do something on the air. We're like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I've been over backwards for Kevin Gunn any yeah. day. I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know it, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just no. going to. It felt, you know, not as significant of what everybody else was talking about. But, I mean, Kevin really taught me a lot of um, not, like, show stuff on air, but other stuff, like recording commercials and things like that and, and how to do it. I mean, I really would walk in there. And I remember for the first year working here, he would say, um, stop being traffic girl. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? about you know and uh he really taught me how to record a commercial and sound like you know like i do on the mm-hmm. air now and mm-hmm. not just like i'm reading traffic or reading something he's a great he's, coach he's a coach yeah, yeah. yeah and, absolutely and, and not just in voice stuff i mean he's got some great life yeah uh, little nuggets that he shares we're lucky that, to have him. that are great we are so, very lucky to have him i'm, I'm lucky that uh, that i ever met him yeah uh, it's so cool that you guys did this so for him i uh, just so cool because what a great acknowledgement uh i remember taking a seminar years ago where the seminar leaders say it uh don't wait till someone's you know laid out in a box at their funeral mm. you know to say nice things about them tell them while they can hear it yeah. yeah you know and i mean that goes for all of us in everyday life you know if there's someone in your life that makes a difference or is doing something cool let them know yeah. uh it's it's just a good thing so it was a lovely acknowledgement on on your guys's part here's to bill for doing it but you guys pulled it off great and the surprise was great and you told me it would happen at 9.30, which is great. <laughs> we mainly did it just to get you here for the crossover. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's, that's, that's the main reason we did it. So. Uh, you want to do the letter of the yeah, day? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3. 
93 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. Y as in yellow. All right, and caller number 6 at 215-263-WMMR. We will see if you happen to know our word of the week. And if you do, we got a cool prize, and I'll tell you about that. In just a little bit, getting ready to wrap up the week with what today, Pierre? Well, we'll have more tickets for Rise Against, which is Sunday at the Man on the Skyline stage. Those tickets uh, have been on sale for a while at Ticketmaster.com, and some will be available at the door should you decide to go. We'll have one more pair to give away and a block to play. We'll have tickets for Hagee Nation, <laughs> um, which is coming up uh, at the Man next weekend with Hall and & Oates and Squeeze and Cool and the Gang and more. Uh, and workforce blocks in addition of Rise Against of ACDC and Steely Dan uh, for the three shows they're doing at the Met, which also went on sale as of uh, 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Jackie's got tickets for those to give away uh, between 7 and midnight tonight. All right. Sounds great. Let's go and give something else away. We're going to go to Linda, who is caller number six. Hello there, Linda. Hello. How are you? Wonderful. Linda, do you know what our Word of the Week is? I do. It's funky. Play that funky music, white girl. (laughs) You got it. And Linda, for listening all week long and collecting those letters and creating a word, we are going to set you up with a Pisic Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit, and that is from Landis Block for you. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much. Happy Friday. Hey, we're we're very happy it's Friday, too. Congratulations, Linda. Hang on. We'll get your information and set you up with the prize. Don't forget, Landis Block, start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. I'm going to take this moment to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve's show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. Also, Acme, they have everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And also, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram City. They're kicking off summer by giving you more money for your trade. Hurry in. Uh, next week, taking some days off. Just giving you a heads up on that. But otherwise, <laughs> we wish you a wonderful weekend, great weather, wonderful experiences, and rage on. And we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 ba